When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What do you get when you cross a know-it-all newspaper columnist with an awkward, unsophisticated everyman? Yeah, uh, well, I'm just not sure about that right now. Welcome to Couch and the Room. Welcome to Couch in the Rube, our Sunday night show presented by Muskox Quality Flannels. Enjoy the Muskox Labor Day sale through Monday night. Go to GoMuskox.com, save $35 on the three seasons flannel. And also, anytime you're at Muskox, at GoMuskox.com, listeners can use the Couch in the Rube promo. New code, HOFF. No longer caw-caw. <laughs> it's Hoff, H-O-F-F, for $15 off your first flannel purchase. Jason, how you doing, brother? Uh, two-part question for you. First, uh, two-part. Yes. The, uh, the two-fourths. It's late now. What's going on, buddy? Switching up the code. I'm going to have to get something for the code. <laughs> Are we trying to get rid of the caw-caw? There was some caw-caws going on on Friday night, but we'll, we'll get to that. But There were. There were some, some moments. I think Graham Couch is back. Fucking football is back. I, I love this time of year. It's great for hot takes because I had like five of them. That's amazing. A couple bonus ones. Oh, no, I'm like excited. Carmen Electra's hot or Jason can't read or whatever dumb shit people post. I actually deleted somebody put Jason can't read, and I deleted it because it was it was at the point I was worried. Like we have a lot of hot takes, and before we get into ours and yours, Schofield can he can sound off. I yeah, know. Yeah, I, I good, listen. You know, I do suck at reading sometimes, but I just it, worried, it does get hot in here. It was at the point in the show where you'd been reading for so long, I worried you were going to lose it. So I was like, I'm just going to delete that one. Just I, I just That's what the I edibles you, for. I know you. I know you well enough. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I'll remind people like. Sometimes with the hot takes, you know, we, we got a lot of great ones tonight, and there, there are a lot of them, and we're going to get into all of them. Um, but, you know, be creative. If you think somebody else is going to hit the uh, Jay Johnson fourth and ones, oh, God. maybe pick something else because <laughs> we've got a few of those. And we'll, we're going we're gonna to go through them. Um, and, uh, you know, whatever stood out to you that, that you think might be a little more unique is, 
is always uh I just like that you put buckle up. It always, you know. On the email I sent you? It's really, yeah. really great, especially, especially when it's hot in here to see a oh, buckle up, dot, dot, dot. That's fine. It's going to be good. It's great. It's going to be a good show. I absolutely love we, it. We wait all year to have something to react to, and then we do. Fourth and one. We got lots of stuff. All Still right. didn't get an answer, huh? What's that? On the fourth and one. I listened to the press conference. Yeah, no, there was no answer. No. Okay. Well, it might get one. In def- in, uh, we'll get into that. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Let's yeah. do it. <laughs> All right. So uh, do you want to start with, with, uh, with your hot well, take? It starts with the, the fourth and one. I, I just don't understand. It, it hasn't worked in the past. And I know that Mel Tucker, because uh, they just played that Solari did ask him a two-part question, which it was at the end of the presser, I guess, right, after the, the post game there. I just want to – I mean, what – I just want to answer from Jay Johnson or Mel Tucker because I watched Greg Schiano, albeit it's Northwestern, ran it uh, twice, three times on fourth down. They made it. So I just, why the shotgun? And also, I did uh, enjoy your your column there, but to say it did irk some people, I'm sure, that you said if uh, if what you're looking for from Michigan State's football program this season is tangible growth, I don't know how anyone could leave Friday night (laughs) disappointed. Classic couch because if i didn't know you i'd go this guy's a complete ass i don't understand this because you have to understand the first half what are fans supposed to say i get it there was call cause and all this other shit but but why not for the first quarter and a half i mean there was some offense in the second quarter oh no and then on but i'm just saying like why can't we just watch and i mean we're on twitter who cares i have two thousand followers just mute me or something but we should be able to complain i get i'm sick of people blaming that shit like we're jumping off the bandwagon no, the first half was a lot of good reason to complain. The The point of the, of the column was that they grew into the game and there was progress not only within the game. I, I'll get into that in my hot take. But you bit. weren't wrong about those catches before the half because I tell you what, if they would have went into that halftime with, with, with Kim not hitting anyone, it was going to be brutal. It was going to be brutal. It was going to be brutal. So, yeah, and I want to answer your first question first before we get into the other ones about the fourth, the fourth downs because I do think – it is a question that Jay Johnson has has answered to some degree, because um, I, I kind of remember. I don't remember the answer, so he needs to be asked again. But I remember being in a press conference where this has been brought up. This isn't this isn't oh, new. You um, and and in so Mel, you don't know what he said. And I don't remember. In Mel Tucker's defense, I usually take edibles before the press conference. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Sorry. Uh, no, in, in Mel Tucker's defense, he does leave a lot of the offense and the decisions to Jay Johnson. Which actually, they ought to have Jay Johnson available post game yes. because of that, and we ought to bring that up. And and you know, Mark D'Antonio for years until things got contentious at the end would have his offensive and defensive coordinator as part of the post game press conferences, which was really helpful uh, because they are more in the you know the nitty gritty of of, of play calls and decisions uh, uh, in terms of you know why something was called at a certain point with the offense or, or, or defense sometimes. And so in Mel Tucker's defense, he leaves a lot of the offense to Jay Johnson. Um, I I disagree with the shotgun thing. I've heard some people say that it's not any worse than not being under center. I, I think it takes away the QB sneak, number one. I think it's easier for the defense to read where the ball is going, number two. But there are a couple of coaches I plan to reach out on this and see if I can get a better sense of what they say. Because – but when you have an offensive line minds. like Michigan State's, I would figure the closer to it you'd want to be so you hopefully can just squeak through or 
hand the ball off or something. And you know what's allowed now to like push people in the back? What you want to do is QB sneak. Your running back comes from behind and shoves Noah Kim forward. You know, like that. That that. I'm not saying that's what you want to do every time, but that option. The, when you're closer to the line and things happen quicker, yeah. it, it forces the line to the defensive line to guess and react quicker. I, I think it's a mistake. It is a question that, that Jay Johnson uh, needs to be asked. But don't you think Mel could have answered it right there? I understand it was at the end of the – it was like 11 minutes or something like that. But just you can't just answer it. We're, we're looking into exploring other options. I guess that could be a question. What do you want Mel to say? Jay Johnson's an ass. I mean, he's not going to do that. Yeah, I mean, I think you do have to, you know, right there you can say, hey, there are reasons we do it. We, we think we think it gives us the best chance, given personnel and everything. Uh, it didn't work. We'll have to look into it. <laughs> Whatever you can yeah. say, you know. Something. Yeah, right. You can say, you, you definitely can, can answer it. You need to acknowledge it, I guess. Coaches so. struggle at being at giving satisfying answers. And it's just not that hard. I, I, I don't know why they can't do it better. Because you when things don't work, if you take accountability for them and say, yeah, that, that didn't work there. We did this for a given reason. We'll look into it and see if that's really the best moving forward. I think everybody's okay with it. You know it's what I mean? Like, and so uh, coaches struggle with that across the board. They're, they're defensive. They think that uh, reporters and fans don't understand the game well enough to really right. live at their level. Rightfully you know, and so. And they're degree, trying to get correct. something out of you so they can take it to. Yeah, I understand all of that. But in, in in when they don't explain it and then they get slammed for it by a reporter, by anybody, they cannot complain. That is their opportunity to explain it, and it's given to them. And, and so that's one of the things that, that you know, I, I think like Izzo does really well uh, with some of the access that he gives is if you don't understand something, he's right there for you to sort of explain why he did it. Um, now, he doesn't always give satisfying answers either because he's he's a coach and and coaches again struggle. This um, looking good. I saw him up there in the booth. Did he stop by and say hi to the boys and the uh, the writers there. He did not. Room? No, he did not. But this time of year, they always look good, right? It's out of season. He likes football. He just had the summer. Yeah, hope is high. Life worth living. Best time of the year. All that. All that stuff. Um, yeah. Well, so I'll kind of get into your points too with my uh, first hot take. And I'm going to gram stout the hell out of this, okay? You knew that was coming. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Two things can be true. I don't think this team inspired a ton of confidence about what's to come when they face Washington and get into the Big Ten. But I also sort of think it was what everybody was looking for in the sense that they did grow into the game, that they did improve, that the defense overall – made adjustments, and was better than they've been and carried them on a given day, which is something we haven't seen much in the last few years. And there was just enough angst, the fourth and ones, you know, the calls there. The offensive line in short yardage situations and a few times did not look overly promising, and I think that's something that still is worthy, worthy of worry. And again, nothing is – you can't do – everything that I said beforehand and, and we've talked about still stands. You can't prove – you're good against Central Michigan. You can only prove you're in trouble. And what the second half at least did was kick the can down the road to see what's going to happen to this team. And they did a nice job. There, there are things that look promising and intriguing, and we will have to see. The young playmakers 
may wind up being some of their best receivers. And you're right about that that play to Jerron Glover, that throw, those two throws from Noah Kim. Nothing was going right. And that over-the-shoulder catch, which he talked about, and he said it's a lot harder than the other one just because you got to locate the ball. That's as big a play as Michigan State may have this season. I'm telling you because I don't know. I Maybe Central Michigan wears down. Max, Sorry, I'm just giddy that we're so back. Yeah. You're dropping this shit. No. Well, Max schools often do. Max, I mean, I've seen it a million times, right? I covered that league when I lived in Kalamazoo. By oh, way. you did? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, and Central Michigan was woefully one-dimensional, and eventually Michigan State's defense, to their credit, figured out how to keep Bert Emanuel, Emanuel Jr. in check and, and, and all that. Um, and so all that stuff may have played out eventually. But to go into halftime with the vibe that would have been there in the crowd to booze, certainly – to maybe a lack of confidence offensively. I, I you know, and, and I I know my original thought was that they might have gone to Kate and Hauser if that happened. The more we learn about that, it sounds like there is a separation between Hauser and where Hauser is and where Noah Kim is, and there wasn't a plan to do that. But who knows? If if things had not gotten better at some point, you have to look at the other guy, right? Sure. So so I, I don't know how long that would have gone. Those those, were, those could be two of the biggest plays of the season because I don't know how that game unfolds. And but there were good things that came out of the game. I totally. was happy with the way the defense played. Only gave up seven points, but just you, you, your just normal reaction would be to that first half offense. It's just and with Jay Johnson, sometimes I think you're allowed to go. What the fuck? Great game, won the game thirty-one-seven. But there's still some lingering things that you're just like before, especially you watch Washington beat whoever they beat, well, like fifty touchdowns, but. Well, so you know, Nathan Carter looks really good. He's not no, he's, he's not Kenneth Walker. That, that oh boy, I was clear. I yelling that in that first run? That's right. Yeah. Holy shit! If he had gone the like distance, Tony Dombrowski. If he had gone the distance, it would have been yeah. That, but oh, but he looks like a, 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 a true bona fide back, right? I also thought Jalen Berger, who didn't play as well early, um, looked like a guy who can be effective, especially in the passing game. They used him really well. I thought I think he's got a role there. He looks better than a year ago. I, I don't know to what degree is a natural running back, but an intriguing player, right? The defense, I thought, was really important the way they tackled in space. Again, we won't really find out about this defense until they face a quarterback who can throw the ball in an actual passing game. And you may see a little of that against Richmond, but you'll really see it against Washington. Like, can they hold up there? And they're going to give up yards. I mean, Michael Penix is an NFL quarterback. He's got NFL wideouts. That They're going to put up yards. It's not about shutting down a team like that. It's about staying in the game and, 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 and winning – your share of battles, you know, and that's we're going to find all that out in a couple weeks. But I thought first game was there were some signs on that defense. Um, they did some things really soundly, sure, and and I think that's that's important. Tackling in space carries over. I think that's a really but important thing. If you said before the game, what do you expect? I wouldn't have said like I wouldn't have been happy with kind of the outcome, but I would have been like, okay, let's see what we got against Richmond. Yeah, and I think and again, that's all right to say. I mean, Jay Johnson, let's see what you got here. And we don't know what any of these teams are yet. We we never do. It, 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 it you don't the opponent does matter in terms of Central Michigan could not be very good, and this could turn out to be a win that had more red flags than we realized, or it, Central Michigan could turn out to be okay and and and, and have a competitive season. And, and and these could have been first signs that Michigan State was going to grow into things and have a pretty good year. And Jay Johnson, I mean. I just we just need him this, these fourth and ones in the shotgun. I mean, come on, just get an answer. That is the frustration. Yeah, that is the frustration. We're going to get a lot more of this uh, MSU game here. Uh, as but we, his uh, two min- his two minute offense is uh, spectacular. Yeah, Jay Johnson. Yeah. Uh, all right. What is uh, what is your second hot take? 
By the way, I'm going to use this moment to give a shout out to my boy, James Franklin, who has to be a gambler at heart, because I tell you what, Graham, this was going to be one fucking bloodbath of a weekend during college football in week one that will be salvaged, hopefully, if LSU can somehow win this. But shout out to James Franklin from from all the gamblers. I'm sorry if you were on the other side of that. But the other underrated thing to watch and brings me glee and joy is the Iowa offense. And the what was it? What was the 25? What was the ultimatum? 25 points. 25 points a game average. They had two touchdowns in the first eight minutes of the game and finished at what? 24 points. So I think I don't know if this is a money making situation, Graham. But I really think this is something. This is like our lighthearted uh, Tiger gambling bet to keep track of this Iowa. Because I just can't wait to see Iowa. I don't want, like watching four hours of Iowa football, but checking in on the score every once in a while is kind of fun. If it gets close at the end of the year and they've got to put up like 40 to average 25. It's... What a stupid, just fire the MF. I mean, what a dumb, what are you doing, Iowa? Why is there that ultimatum? Seriously, isn't that ridiculous? It's a weird one. I don't. I don't think it's all that ridiculous, but it's a weird one. And I don't know if, if Jay actually... Johnson had a bounty on his head that he had to score twenty five a game, would it be hilarious and fun to watch? Absolutely. But if I'm Jay Johnson, I'm like, fuck this. It does seem, go to the Mac. It does seem somewhat unserious. You yeah. know, yeah, it, it, for sure. Um, Deion Sanders. Mm is the Jeff Blaschel of college football coaches. <laughs> Let me explain. <laughs> oh, shit. oh, sorry. Sorry, my mic. I only turned my <laughs> You okay in there? I can't hear you. Yeah, yeah. I'm All good. Right. All right, good, good, good. Oh, man, that was perfect. Um. <laughs> so here's, here's, here's why. Jeff Blaschel. Here's why. Because I think of both of those guys in the same. <laughs> Absolutely. Here's here's the comparison. Oh God damn. So in every football college football program, we hear coaches say it takes four or five years to build anything. Right? Three years minimum. Four or five years really. It just takes time. You got to get your own guys in. Right? Got to get your own guys. Got to get guys. Yeah. Got to get your own guys. It takes time to turn over a roster. And here comes Dion, and and look, they're they're going to lose some games. I don't think TCU's that great this year. Their off offensive line and defense are going to struggle, but they've got it. They've got obviously Hater. they've got two Heisman candidates. It looks like, and that shit was fun to watch. They're going to anybody. They're going to be fun, even with Fox's commercials. That was fun to watch, which is pretty hard to do these days. Yeah. The um, yeah. but he he just flipped it quickly, and he he every other coach has got to hate that. It's like. Because I don't even know if it's it's the morally right thing to do to chase that many guys out of your program. It's not. No, it's not at all. But it's not against the rules either. So, and, and people, and right now everybody's, Deion saying, now oh, you all, you know, everybody questioned me and all this stuff. I think it's still fair to fire back at him and say, yeah, there are a lot of kids whose lives you upended. You might actually be a douchebag and win. But there are a lot of coaches who are douchebags. So that, that's, that's. Why that, is he a douchebag? Because you run a lot of kids out of the program and who committed to Colorado. They may have lives there and they may have ideas of. Of, of getting their, their ass and he wanted there. to bring the Colorado Colorado program back to where it was yeah. in the 80s and the early 90s? I mean, come on. All right. Well, but that's not my comparison to Jeff Blaschel. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Jeff Let's Blaschel, Western Michigan, when I had been there, when I covered them in Kalamazoo, by the way, yeah. had been a dormant hockey program. This is just awful hockey program. And Jeff Blaschel shows up in his first year and takes him to the NCAA tournament, gets a couple guys laid out of the USHL, 
a uh, couple NHL just really had connections and, and instilled a culture and flipped a few things and boom, a team that had been horrible the whole time I'd been there all of a sudden was in the it was like second in the CCHA and made the NCAA tournament and he got hired by the Red Wings. And what it did is when I showed up to cover Michigan State, I got all these coaches, hockey coaches, and around there saying, well, it takes eight years to build a hockey program and all this shit. And I just, it was harder to believe because I had dealt with Jeff Blaschel, who had just done it in one fucking year. And so that's, it just became very difficult for, for the Danton Coles of the world, um, you know, and the Tom and Assises to take their time building something. When I, to me, it just spoke to MSU hiring the wrong guy. Like, I just saw Jeff Blaschel do this in one year, and, and and Western Michigan hasn't fallen off since. By the way, with different with different coaches, so that was my point. That's the Dion. But how many? But Sanders, how, Jeff Blaschel. That was perfect. Thank you. Absolutely made my night. But how many universities or athletic directors, presidents out there are bummed they didn't go after Deion Sanders? Because when he was out there looking for jobs at Jackson State, you knew he wasn't staying there very long. I'm like, in today's climate, is he not the perfect person for this? I think he's perfect for certain places. And I saw a column on this. He would have been perfect for Auburn. He's perfect for the place. You don't need him in Alabama. You don't need him at certain places. He's perfect for the place that's playing second fiddle to somebody that needs a jolt. That that all of a sudden, you know, if you're Auburn, you want to take over the juice in the state from Alabama, you hire Dion, right? And And... So I think there are places where that would have been a really good hire. Um, I, I like I said, I thoroughly enjoyed myself during that TCU Colorado game. So if Dion, as long as there's nothing really crazy going on at Colorado, I kind of enjoy it. What is your third hot take? All right. So I know uh, your cable system is what Comcast. You don't have it's to worry be, yep, about. Yep. I know you've read about this or saw it on Twitter, but I just have to absolutely shit on one of these companies, and I think it's Disney that we're pissed at because we do have charter spectrum cable out there and not only did they yank all of the espn channels now i don't know who did this if it were disney or if it was charter right before the game on thursday the florida game they just pulled the plug on it leaving people like us first world problems all of a sudden sitting at a screen with one of those fucking little things on there that you take a picture of with your phone someone has what do we do by the way do, do you have YouTube TV? Is that what we have to do? Because, and also, I have, I have Comcast, but yeah, you might have to because I don't think you can get Comcast. Let me ask I'm, you because yep. you're a smart person. Are, is there a chance that this gets worked out, or should I go? We should we go YouTube TV just right away? This this seems like it could get bad, and from the things I've just read about it, and and I I it's horrible customer service to choose that time because even if it is not, even if Spectrum is not completely in the wrong here. But that shows you meant to do it at that right. specific time. You needed to warn people more than this. Yeah. You need to, you need to give people a heads up. It's, it's, just, it's just shitting on your people. And and there's a lot of stuff in the television landscape that's changing right now. And there's a lot of, uh, you know, the next TV deals, the media rights deals are going to be interesting where things are, how much money there is to, to spend, how big live sports drive everything. They're still the only time that people actually watch commercials anymore in, 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 in television. But, and but, the, but here's the thing, though. I, my one goal, my one thing, I just don't, I just don't want to fuck around. If you if the if the internet's good, the cable's good. Okay, charge what you will. I know it's it's insane when you start pulling channels and the internet's slow. That's when I start to have a problem. 
Yeah, I mean, fix it. I think you're going to have to find it, and you might be able to do it for a month and just get YouTube TV for a month, and then and and then I'm not going. It. But why would I want to go back? To, especially if Charter is Charter going to claim innocence, like well, in this you, whole thing? And you may not like the de- delays. You may not like. There could be things you don't like. A lot of people like YouTube TV. I'm not saying you will go back, but you may find other things you like about cable. But yeah, I wouldn't mess around too long. If, if but we always talk about it. I like cable because it's quicker than some it's, of the it's, apps. It's it's, on it's, a just, delay. it's mostly better. That's yes, pretty much it. It's mostly better. Yeah, no, it's 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 not cool. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I think that the TV stuff, and we're going to get into that through some of the listener hot takes with with Fox, and I'm going to start looking into this a little more. The, the Fox broadcast, and and I'm not sure it's just Fox. I'm going to start timing commercials and number of commercials and doing some recording and comparing both of them. Oh. Because it, it's just bad. It's not a good product. It, it just isn't right now. And uh, we'll, we'll get into that with, with some of the listener hot takes because there are some others who agree. Um, my third hot take. Michigan State's non-conference men's basketball schedule came out. Mm. You know what it's missing? I'm not talking about Michigan. A non-conference game against – or a non-conference game on the road. Oh. Don't coach my team. No true road game. Mm. Now – they're in some neutral site stuff, but no true road game. We all know how, how I feel about that stuff. I am no longer an AP voter. Haven't been for a few years. So you don't have to worry. Biggest uh, mistake they've never made. You're n- they, I mean, they only do it. There's supposed to be two-year terms. I did it for four. Who knows? I could get asked again this year, and I, I'll, I don't know if I have time to do it anymore. But I have not done it. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I could do it with the way we do the Sunday night show and everything. Um, but you... I am not a voter, so you don't have to worry. You won't see me drag down their ranking, Michigan State's ranking, by leaving them unranked. But I would if I were a voter because I have to be consistent. Like, I I can't not put Duke in the top 25 a few years ago and then put Michigan State in because I cover them. Number one, that's stupid. Or because I understand the reasons for it. And I do know why it happened. It wasn't intentional. This wasn't Michigan State just saying we're too big for a true road game. We don't see value in them. They thought they had a road game as part of a series against the top 20 team pretty late in the scheduling process, and it fell through. The other team said, no, it's hard to make adjustments late. I have a little sympathy for that, a little. Schools like MSU can always play road games. They're the big dogs, right? But this is more like when Ohio State played eight home games last year in football than Michigan because Ohio State – had the, 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 the late change with Notre Dame, so Ohio State's only got six at home this year because it was Notre Dame on the road. That that It was more of a, a late, unintentional thing that created that situation other than what, what Michigan did, just blatantly playing playing eight and then doing it again. Um, don't love it. And I think there is value. Like People say, well, who really cares? They play all these top teams, and they play a lot of them in neutral site games, and they'll eventually play a, a lot of 10 true road games in the Big Ten. All of that's true. I'm not talking about what will matter for their the team overall and how it develops. I'm talking about how an AP voter, though, has to judge a team. Mm. And we where you learn about teams is on the road, in true road games, in other people's buildings, on their campuses, against their student sections, when shit goes wrong. That's how you learn about teams. And if, if some teams are playing those games – and other teams aren't, it's very hard to judge what's what. And so I give teams a month when I had the the AP vote, and after a month, if you hadn't played a true road game, I left you out of the top 25 just until you played one. 
pretty simple, not offensive. If I get an AP vote back, don't think it's happening. But if, if, if somehow that happened this year, I would not include Michigan State until but doesn't know, it, December through January. But doesn't it change because Izzo isn't known for ducking anyone? It's not. Kind of at any time, anywhere in his history. So I think just w- how many seasons has he done this? No, again, they usually play one. And they they got screwed by a couple other things. When, when they were looking at scheduling ahead, they didn't quite know when the ACC Big Ten Challenge was going to go away. And that would have been a road game this year. They thought this. So there, there are circumstances. This wasn't them ducking it. And I'm not, again, the intent that drives me insane when people duck it, like Duke did, and Duke does all the time. No. That, that, that does piss me off. But in terms of voting somebody in and, and, and being able to evaluate them, there is something to actually playing a road game and being able to compare apples to apples with other teams who've done it. And uh, that's it just it's a principle I have, and I would have to stick with it. So duck but, this, nerd. So if Michigan State was number one and they fell to number two because my jackass didn't put them in the top 25 at all, that could happen. Yeah, Doesn't look like I'm going to have a vote, so you don't have to worry about it. Do you we have to start a petition? Or anything? Do you have any more hot takes before we dig into the listener ones? No, that was pretty much it. Okay, we're, I, you said you had like five, so I was thinking. Oh about, no, they were just you know something else fell through. Okay, <laughs> All right. I just I just put everything at one spot. Uh, Eric Schultz up first. Number one, look, we're paying the offensive coordinator one point three million. Don't tell me it looked like that in the first half because the talent isn't there. Figure it out or get him out. Two, in regards to Couch's column, the defense rescuing an incompetent offense isn't as refreshing as you think it is, Grant. And three, on the bright side, Tucker's 2022 class has speed, size, and playmaking ability on both sides of the ball. By the time they're done, uh, they're done here, we're going to love guys like Tyrell Henry and Dylan Tatum. I do think that is that is a promising thing, that the idea that Tucker's is, as I always call it, first real class, right? It's the first class he recruited, not on Zoom, um, that were were his guys. Looks promising. That you want to see, right? If if the 2022 class is just kind of like, yeah, because the 2022, 2023, and 2024 classes are are the, are the key classes um, in, in, in that sense. And to your point, I do have the line in there about um, the defense rescuing the offense and how it was refreshing after all these years of bad defense. And I also understand how that could be, how that could sound absurd. It's fun so. to watch a good D. Uh, we just, hadn't, just hadn't seen it in a while. Right. Just hadn't seen them do that. I mean, the Illinois game last year was a game where the defense really played its part, but this was a game where the defense kept giving the ball back to the offense, did its part. And the second half was, um, was incredible. The amount of yards they had and a series of drives, like five, four, one, two. And I'm talking about central Michigan. And just allowing the offense to find itself because the defense kept shutting them down. Again, a Central Michigan offense that does not really have access to the forward pass all that often. So things are going to change. But for what they were against, Michigan State's defense did well. Dominic next. Number one, if Graham doesn't pin down Jay Johnson or talk about the fourth and one shotgun shit, I will tag him on on Twitter every single day and send snail mail to the LSJ. I want fucking answers for this domestic terrorism. And if Graham's Let's Coaches Speak went out, I'll cancel my LSJ subs, uh, subscription. Ah, a threat. Uh, two, the dramatic music from Spartan Speak is perfect. When it plays, I picture a shirtless slurry <laughs> hanging from the bottom of a helicopter over shark-infested waters. Hang on, Solari. Three, Harry is a golden gambler, but it doesn't help Graham's no-blue-wall theory when home picks... 
uh, Michigan homie picks Michigan to cover and MSU to not every single week since 2019. <laughs> Eric Schultz has crunched the numbers already, and it ends poorly for couch as usual. Bonus. Hey, listener who wants to cancel the blue wall talk on this podcast. I see you. I hear you. I feel you. And the answer is no. I can't believe Rainer Saban created a burner account for that Go Blue Lexi 117 would be so proud. Great stuff from Dominic, as, as always. Yeah. The, the Threatening to cancel the LSJ subscription is, is one threat I take very seriously. Um, and when Jay Johnson's next available, I, I guarantee you he'll be asked about this because I am not the only reporter either. Are writers. you going to preface it, though, to say, hey, Jay, by the way, this is uh, I have to ask this or someone's going to unsubscribe from LSJ? Or I, are you man, just going to go into it? Probably just go into it. Okay. But, I, you know, maybe I could say that. If, if it's you, – you have to read the room. So if like – and Jay Johnson is a pretty easy guy to talk to. He's rarely in like a contentious mood. Um, is he in the Shep Hall of Fame? <laughs> in terms of being a nice guy? Yeah. But if, if you recognize a coach is like in a bad mood and snapping at questions and you're trying to get something out of them, you can soften it by like – Hey, you know, this is what I'm I'm hearing a lot of. I'm getting a lot of these questions. I need to bring it to you. Um, hey, did you see that new episode of Girls 5 Emma? <laughs> Can you believe Kimberly? Am I right? But often, that often takes accountability off the reporter. You, If you have that question, have the, have the guts just to ask the question. And, and, and Jay will likely explain it. You may not love the answer, because I believe he explained it once. And he obviously wouldn't do it if he didn't think it would work. I don't think it's great. I don't. And um, An answer you don't remember. So it couldn't have been that memorable, obviously. I'm, I'm just, I, I mean, I'm not saying he. It's a hundred percent that he was asked this and answered. Dude, you it. remember just, fourth grade? What you had for lunch in September of '85? I like, do. You actually. can't remember what the fuck Jay Johnson said for about this fourth and one nonsense. I remember. There's what, a green wall, isn't there? I remember what the lunch ladies looked like at Verlinden Elementary. <laughs> yeah, no I mean, shit. you know, it's not. Yeah, it's 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 weird. There are certain things I remember and other things that are really important that I just that escape. I can my remember what memory. they look like. I don't know names. For sure. All right. Uh, Mark Snyder next. Number one, Keon Coleman would have had a monster season in this offense. Two, the never-ending stops in play for commercials will be the reason I don't renew season tickets someday. And three, MSU should wear the block S on one side of the helmet semi-permanently. These are really good. Uh, um, the uh, I, I do love the block S. Like, I think it's a great classic look. But again, I was raised in the Block S era, so I think we're all, you know, partial to whatever gives us sentimental feelings or just something we look cool. I mean, like the old Denver Broncos helmets. If Denver, if the Broncos started wearing them, other people may think they don't look good. But because I was raised in the '80s, I think the old Denver Broncos helmets are incredible. The one with the old D and the horse coming through. But that's and all that you stuff. and I. I'm just concerned right. with uh, 17, 18, and 19 year old dudes. Yeah, what are they like? No, so the number two though. I, 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 look, I think if you're in the stadium, it's. I like the stops and play because I need it for the three quick takes column. But I think if you are there, twiddling your thumbs, waiting for the game to start, it is awful. It's too much. It's overdone. And it's not going to create an experience that creates new fans, that creates young people thinking, I want to be in that stadium. It's not going to create experience for people watching TV thinking, I really want this. I'm going to pour three and a half hours into my Saturday when there's more commercials than actual football. 
I think it's a problem. I think they misjudged this. I understand there's a lot of you know finances tied to the revenue with with you know the media rights deals and, and TV, and they've got to find a way to make that money. But you've got to be more creative than this. You have to. There are ways to advertise on TV without cutting away to a commercial constantly. For example, if you say this quarter is presented with limited commercial interruption by this company, I will fucking buy everything that company sells. I don't know if everybody does, but we should all appreciate that. Or you can do all sorts of things where, you know, you have things in the corner, you you do a box around it, you come in briefly with something, you split the screen during during the uh, changeover to the uh, on the punts and do a, a mini commercial. There are lots of ways that would actually get more eyeballs because you know what will happen? People will stay in the room. They're actually watching the game, whereas nobody, when you've got six commercials piled on each other, you know what nobody sees? Commercial three, four, and five. They're out of the room. They're talking to somebody else. I don't think people in advertising, I'm sure they do some uh, – some metrics and they, they, they've done some analysis on what people like. I think they're wrong here. And as somebody in the journalism business who's seen advertising people screw stuff up for three decades, I don't know that they're all that bright either. So I, and I apologize to the advertising people, um, of course, and I didn't mean them, but I, I, I think they misread this and I don't think it's good for the future of the game. But they have to kind of do that with all of the money that's going to be they have to, spread out now, so it's going to get worse, right? And what's made it worse, though, now is you've taken some of the football away with the, the clock situation, so you have even less football, but the same amount of really bad commercials from last year, so the ratio is just worse. I must have been properly high, because I don't, like, when I was reading that, I'm like, really? I thought the game went by just right. <laughs> so maybe you just need more weed. If you're doing the quick takes, you're rooting for Every stoppage, and especially in the fourth quarter, you're like, can we get, can we get a, like a, a minor injury? Nothing serious here, just a minor injury. To a you know, leg sweep them. Maybe to, to, a, to a, a streaker who comes onto the field or something. You know, not a player. All right. JD next. Number one, as frustrating and dumb that running a fourth and one play out of the shotgun is, if you can't get one yard against a team like CMU, you're probably in trouble. Two, uh, Michigan should have changed. Uh, should just change the lyrics in their fight song from "Hail to the Victors" to "Hail to the Victims." Holy smokes! How do you go full cringe on suspensions that you self-imposed? Three. I take it all back, Graham. Those commercial breaks make me want to not go back to a game ever again. Gripe away and bonus. MSU goes nine and four after an Outback Bowl victory. Some some real optimism there. Um, the uh, the Michigan thing. Did you see the? I did. That the was honoring hilarious. honoring the fallen Jim Harbaugh. I was like, did did Harbaugh di- die? And I just missed it on Twitter or something, or that was Jimmy Buffett. Because I was like, wow, what a tribute is is Harbaugh sitting at home with just one tear coming down his cheek. Look, I, it's just weird. It was weird. Yeah. It, it it was cringe because he's not actually been persecuted. Dude, it was, if they did that for Tucker, I would be like, it's weird. It's weird. It's yeah. weird. Is somebody who once wore a. I shouldn't tell this story because it involves more serious crime. But sure, the, should, um, should. in high school, uh, my tennis coach, former tennis coach, got arrested for something. And we all the next year got shirts that said free his name <laughs> and had a saying on the back. By second hour, parents were calling in like this was offensive. It was a very different thing. But what I mean is kids do stupid things. Now, we were even in high school. We were younger. Well, what was he being uh I don't, want, I don't want to really get into Does that. Does it rhyme with child porn? 
No, but it's not. It's not great. It's not great. So then, why did you guys want them free? Or you just were doing it no matter we're, what? Because we're we're morons. We're high school kids. We wore the shirt. We thought the shirt was funny. We thought we thought it was funny. And I think the Michigan players, you know, with the free, they think it's funny. They think it's cute. Yeah, whatever. It's I don't fine. Blame them. Yeah, yeah kids are stupid, right? And and there there's you know, college football players may often look like grown men, but they're still twenty year old morons, right? For the most part. Did the police take your teachers' computers? Did they have a computer back then? I, we didn't have the internet in school <laughs> yeah. that year, so I don't know. Um, All right. Yeah, it, it, was, it was bad. The um, but anyway, I, yeah, it was it was just uh, you know we have another listener who put it well, who basically said it was it was, it was cringe. It just it's just unnecessary, and it makes you. It's not something that's serious. And look, I don't think it's this thing to overreact to tremendously. And and there was a little of that on on on, on social media as well. But I mean, it's 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 very. It's very like if I were Harbaugh, I wouldn't want that. Oh please, I was right in his wheelhouse. I wouldn't let it happen. Right, it's very plays into who people perceive Harbaugh to be. That's what. Hey Jim, this is uh, awkward as fuck. Oh, I don't care. This is great. Jack Hagala next. Number one, I think the consensus should still be out on Noah Kim. He needs to make more consistent throws first. Two, Jay Johnson needs to call plays to inspire confidence in Kim, and maybe the uh, that slow start doesn't happen. And three. Defensive adjustments for the second half equal positive sign for coaching. Yeah, I thought they did a nice job of of figuring out how to corral him, how to corral uh, Burt Manuel Jr. and, and playing pretty uh, with a lot of discipline and and make, tackling in space. Um, I think the consensus still is out on Noah Kim. I think he rescued an awful vibe with the way he finished, but it's not just about doing that against Central Michigan, he's going to have to do it in a game where he's going to have to help them win the game. He's going to have to go toe-to-toe with Michael Penix in a couple weeks. And Michael Penix is going to, even if Michigan State's defense plays well, Michael Penix is going to throw for 275, 300 yards, and a couple touchdowns. In the first half or whole game? <laughs> Maybe in the right? first half. But it, I'm saying best-case scenario, Washington is going to get to like 20, 25 points, and their quarterback is going to be a problem at times. There's no way around that. He's really good. And so Noah Kim, on the other hand, on the other side, has to be a quarterback who can go toe-to-toe with that. And that's what we'll, we'll, we'll begin to find out. Max Spade next. Number one, Malik Carr isn't a bust yet, but he's bust adjacent. Good-looking end zone catches won't cut it. He has to catch passes in stride. Two, I read somebody's take that Noah Kim looks like Johnny Football. Same build and can run. Even has that same flat-footed delivery. It's not a compliment. Three, if the conferences are going to have 18 teams, then go ahead and have a 16-team playoff, plus automatic berth, uh, berth, berth, uh, berths, <laughs> Jesus. berths for teams that win their conference and finish in the top 25. And bonus, DTE sucks. You had some issues with DTE this year, right? No, we don't. I don't no. Where did you go? Pine Knob, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. P- Pine Knob. Matchbox Twenty concert. Yeah, that's right. That was insanity. That was not not uh, not great. So let's get into the Malik Carr comment here. Uh, that he isn't a bust yet, but he's bust adjacent. I think Malik Carr's problem is he's too heavy, and I think he's just got to drop a few. I think he's a guy, and this happens to young guys who are unbelievably gifted as athletes. Like T.J. Duckett was a, a freak who could, you know. And I'm not saying he was overweight. But what I'm saying when you have that sort of skill, you when you got that sort of gift, you don't worry as much about 
I can still run big, so I don't need to be is my absolute most cut self. Yeah, but you're going to play a short career. Well, it's not just yeah, and it's not just that. that weight. You get tired. It's not they're, they're little. I just think he's probably playing at a weight that's a little bit heavier than will give him a chance to be his best. And so he makes the acrobatic play, but he's not, not consistent. Um, I think the you NFL know, will, will the tell him five, that too. Top five uh, moment in the show just happened where Graham is telling someone to lose weight. Am I right? I mean, come on. You've had too many donuts, mate. In fairness. What, a, what an intervention. In fairness to me, mm-hmm. at his age, I was 185 pounds in, in great shape. And I wasn't even a college athlete who had all the kinds of time to do that with a potential lucrative NFL career ahead. I just knew I was growing into being a fat journalist, and I still was in shape. Valid. Okay. Yeah, you, you, you turned that one around. Uh, Steve Beckman next. Number one, if the NCAA wanted suspensions to really mean something, they'd work back from the end of the schedule. The Michigan outrage over missing, missing Purdue, Penn State, Maryland, and Ohio State would be delicious. Two, the Buick field goal kick challenge is worn out. And three, Spectrum is the beginning of the end of ESPN and all cable. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, ESPN is going to go away from, I think, being on, you know, they're they're looking to be a a separate entity right now, right, that you can subscribe to them and how much people will pay for that. It is going to be a fascinating couple years in television. And I think we were a little bit ahead of the game in 2017 when we were talking about media rights deals and whether with streaming there would be the same amount of money coming into these. I'm I'm very curious to see, like, the worth of all of these sporting events in 2030. They might be worth even more. Again, is is everything is is, is certainly in the live TV platform, which I think is will, you know, the network television platform is fewer things um, draw huge ratings, as it's harder to get people to watch actual commercials. And live TV is a place you do that. I, I think the money might still be there, but I am curious to see where this goes with ESPN. And I mean, ESPN is still the giant. It's still side of the standard. It's it's, but this is a. Uh, this the spectrum thing. I, I think pissed a lot of people off, and um, yeah, but you do it at two p.m. I, I mean, I'll, I'll still be pissed after the fact. But should have done it August fifteenth. You give people two weeks heads up to let them know it's coming, and and maybe they did, and people missed it. But uh, you didn't know, did you? No, I had right. no idea. Right, uh, Paul. Next, Nebraska, Minnesota, Indiana, and Iowa all look beatable. MSU season hinges on those games. Anywhere between eight and four and four four and eight is possible. Those teams are who MSU has to measure themselves against this year. I think this is a good good take from Paul in the sense that eventually you don't want teams that are in the middle of the, the pack to be who you're measuring yourself against. But there is something to that. You, you want to see that you're, you know, I, I think there's a good point there. I also think he's right that those teams look beatable. Iowa, I am curious to watch where this goes. They did not look as good as I thought they'd be. Um. And I want to start yeah. off good. They did, they did, and then it wasn't was it. So let's let's see where they are by the time. I still think that's a really hard place to win at Kinnick Stadium. But that offense is, doesn't look like it's a group that's going to run away from Michigan State, and especially Michigan State's defense is better. And then then you're in a game, and so that will be a real test for you know is is that actually winnable? Nebraska and Minnesota did not look like great teams. We knew Minnesota lost a lot of guys. Nebraska uh, is not supposed to be great this year. Indiana hung with Ohio State for a while. I'm not hung with them, but it didn't get out of hand, which may say more about Ohio State. 
I don't know what Indiana is yet, but they're not supposed to be very good. You're right. I mean, is we've all we've talked about Michigan State's schedule being so tough, but there are also a lot of winnable games on there. Jay Riemann Schneider next. Number one, can we please stop with the if Mel Tucker had done that, you know what would have been said, or if this were was MSU, you know who would have or what would have happened. We don't know anything because it hasn't happened. Two, this realignment isn't about media markets, it's brands. That's why teams like Bama or Penn State and small markets, uh, small markets are coveted, because they are top 10 ratings drivers, whereas teams like Northwestern or Cal in the top 10 media markets get no viewers, which means they get no love from TV networks. Three, I'm no sappy person, but after hearing some stories of what some of those kids go through, anybody that can still hate a rival's team's players just because they play for the rival is a total loser of a human being. The uh, Let's do number two here. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's – everybody knows that's it, right? It, it's, it is brands. It's the big matchups. You can be in a small town. You can be at Happy Valley, State College, PA, which is in the middle of nowhere. Penn State is a massive football brand with a huge alumni base, and – it's 100% true. The The days of worrying about, hey, let's get the Bay Area market, that really matters. Those are over. That just It's just different. Rutgers would not be part of the Big Ten if it had happened a decade later. Nobody gives a shit about New York. I mean, about getting on a cable system in New York, which was what was really important back then with the Big Ten network. It's just different. And um, so, and, and I don't know that that's good, though, because you can see with the TV people, they're starting to really prioritize hey we just want these huge matchups screw everybody else you know throw Oregon State's players and and, uh, people you know into the ocean we just do not give a shit and um, I don't think it's good for college sports plus size softball dad next number one a real team would have defeated MSU by 20 two can't convert a fourth and one against CMU you can't win and three four wins tops this is the most uh pessimistic view of any of our our listeners plus size yeah yeah again cmu could not be very good michigan state could still not be very good and that was not proven that they were good there was i can understand number two but it's just that why not try a quarterback sneak instead of the shotgun and he's right though you can't really get a yard in shotgun but uh, yeah and quarterback sneak the push up front is is a concern. There's there's no doubt about that. They, they, it was not. There were times where it was okay. Um, there's some you know. I mean, they obviously rushed the ball pretty efficiently overall, but you know, getting tough yards and they get Mangum back maybe this week. They get a bigger back and we'll see how that works. But you, you got to be able to get tough yards to win games. And and there's some there should be some concern there. Suburban Spartan Dad with everyone's favorite Debbie Downer take. Not saying we need freak-style FOIA requests, but we need some clarity on how Alante Brown was back in the game. Guys don't get hit and go into the fencing position, arms rigid, and not be concussed. This could blow up on MSU if there isn't a good explanation. And two, happy take. Dylan Tatum will be an all-Big Ten player before he graduates. So to his first take here, um, a couple things. One, uh, when you tell a newspaper, you know, if if you brand a newspaper by their FOIA request, that's actually a good thing. That's like that's like being a watchdog. That's what you're supposed to do, filing FOIAs. However, um, I agree that there needs to be some clarity on how Alante Brown was back in the game and then wasn't later. And it's starting to pick up some traction on Twitter from, you know, 
people who are in the concussion world and, and not just opposing fan bases. Because, it, you know, and, and, and I'll give Mel Tucker this break right after the game, during the game, he's not dealing with that. One thing college football has done pretty well is they've taken it out of coaches' hands, right? It's the medical people that approve. So he doesn't really know. Those answers have to come this week, though, because it looked like a seri- it looked like a concussion. I mean, the way his arms were, the way it, it looked like a concussion. Guys who look like that after a hit probably shouldn't play in the same game. And I don't. I'm sure they ran tests. I'm sure there were things. And then he's back in, and then he's not later. Like what? What change? I th- I just think there needs to be a little bit of an explanation there, uh, so that people and and maybe there's a decent one. I I just we're gonna wear padded helmets by what 2028. Well, they already wear. Them. I mean, yeah, but those ones they wear in practice that go oh. over them, kind of like the Don BB. I see what you're saying. Yeah, no, I, it's it's. I guess so be it if they have to go. Well, that yeah, way. you, you got to keep the sport alive, and I think this look the sport has a better chance of of surviving because of all the concussion protocols and awareness that's happened, the number of guys who retire early, the um, the fact that you sit out multiple weeks now if you get a concussion often, whereas pre-2007, you just kept playing a lot. You played the next week. Sometimes they didn't even know it in the same game. I mean, we're not, we shouldn't even test guys' brains who played football like at, before 2007 because we're going to get the same results. They're all screwed. It It's the group after that that is going to matter for the future of football. We need Brett Favre. But it's got to be unreal. But with Alante Brown, we do we do need some some answers. And Mel Tucker's press conference is Monday. We'll be interesting to see if he can give anything then. And if he can't, then I think we need to ask other people than MSU to try and figure that out. And and um, yeah, you asked that Green Wall, Graham. You sound like uh, yep. a no. Cody and Billy Bob Thornton and U of M guy all in one. I don't huh? have many impressions, Graham. Jeff Peterson next. Number one, Coach Tucker did himself no favors enlisting confidence from the fan base. Two. Why has it taken us three seasons to see meaningful defense, uh, defensive adjustments at halftime? And three, the Tigers are becoming fun once again. Are the Tigers fun still? For no. You? No. Yeah. no. I'm sick of the Miggy. I just can't wait till the Miggy thing's over. I don't think they're unfun. Uh, losing Riley Green for the rest of the year kind of sucks. But yeah. they're, 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 you know, they're going to hit the over, the over on the over-under. And uh, I think there's hope for next year. I think so you have to are. get a tattoo. What was the tattoo? No, I didn't. Oh. A, uh, you can't make up tattoo bets, man, because I'll forget that I. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, no, it's, yeah. Jeff yeah. Peterson next. Number one. We just did that one. Oh, shit. Craig Robinson. Number one. Please stop defying college football coaches, people. It's cringe. Two. We are going to see a lots of surprise great quarterback play throughout the country this year. It's got that vibe. And three. I know they still have Richmond, but Penix will terrify us once again. They look even better this year. Uh, DFI, he, he, like worship, DeFi. worship uh, college football coaches, and and um, I I do think there is it it is I, I don't get this. I mean, I understand people care about their school and their team, but you don't know Mel Tucker, you don't know Jim Harbaugh. Okay, and what does the, that have to do with it? I'm just saying, like, don't stick up for these guys blindly when you don't actually know what's. Go ahead. What they? You're a grown. Part of our you're you're a grown up. Uh-huh. You're a grown up. Just like there's just no reason for this. Just, they wouldn't do the same for you. Like I just, I, it's I one know. of the things I can't stand. I just, I, I don't. But I if don't. you don't do that kind of stuff, why are you looking at that stuff? What do you mean? What are we talking? About? I'm saying on Twitter, if you're seeing Michigan fans and they're defending Harbaugh blindly, but, but like Mich- why are you? Michigan seeing... State fans do it with with, with I know, Mel but, too. I'm... I don't see that either. 
on my Twitter feed. That's why I have mean. a great you Twitter a, feed. Okay, I do not. I'm just saying. I just don't. I don't go looking for that stuff. Is what I'm saying. Um, Pat Caverly next. Number uh, one, Jonathan B. Next. Sorry. Shit. Let me scroll through on here. Oh, Jonathan B. I'm sorry. Number one for all the deserved Nathan Carter hype. Jalen Berger Berger also looked really good, especially catching the ball out of the backfield. Two, Michigan is going to be jealous of how hard Fox was slobbering on Colorado's knob. Three, young men of Atlanta sounds like a soccer team that Graham would coach. I appreciate you. Uh, yeah, you do have to wonder if Joel Klatt's going to send an email and say, hey, that was a little little much on Colorado, guys. It, uh, let's, let's, let's tone it down. I don't know. I had the volume off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pat now. Caverly. Number one, Kate and Hauser not playing until the last three minutes makes it seem like the quarterback competition wasn't really that close. Two, Kim hitting the 47-yarder with plenty of room to spare raised the ceiling for the season more than any other play. And three, after watching Penix on Saturday, MSU has a better chance of beating Michigan than they do Washington. That's a hot take. Well, it, it, look, it, it could be true. Washington is the real deal and, and has a quarterback that's going to put up a million yards. It, it could be true. Um, the Jonathan Kim, let's go to take number two here. Uh, the Jonathan Kim field goal, the other Kim, the 47-yarder, with, it would have been good for 55, I do think was a really important kick. I also think it was the perfect kick for him because a 47-yarder, nobody's naturally, naturally, necessarily hot here. Yeah, expecting you to make it. And if you've got a big leg and you're not somebody who's necessarily known for their accuracy because you've not been the starting kicker somewhere else, it takes the pressure off a little bit. Where if it's a 35-yarder, you better hit that thing. That said, I thought it was the, the fact that they've got a guy that any time inside of 55 yards has got a chance. Um, I think in, in the fact that he made his first kick and they made all their extra points, uh, I thought was was okay, really, you got a kicker now was was really important uh, for Michigan State. How many people were like, "Oh my God, Noah Kim's kicking too"? They're asking so much out of this kid. <laughs> what a guy! Uh, oh, DMB DM. number one saw Johnny Spirit begging for a ticket outside the stadium Friday night before the kickoff. Pathetic. Two, Tucker uh, should have given Hauser a shot in the second quarter when the offense was struggling. Three, I liked your column, Graham, but we won't know much about this team until Washington. No, you're right, but I do have to write more columns before the Washington game, so <laughs> you're going to get more more takes. Um, the, uh, I, the, I don't know that he knows where Kate Hauser is, Mel Tucker and Jay Johnson, and, that, and, and if he is, they know he's not the quarterback that Noah Kim is based on everything they see in practice. I actually give them the, the counter to this. I give them credit for sticking with Kim, and I think they would have ended the second half because if you think he's your best shot at having a good quarterback this year, you don't want to destroy his confidence too early. Now, I don't know how much longer what was going on through that first half could keep going. If you got into like the middle of the third quarter and it's 7-3 Central Michigan and you're overthrowing everybody, I, I don't think you have a choice but to look at somebody else. But I, I, I do give them credit for trusting what they knew uh they gave they, you know they told him longer than I mean, we didn't know anything about this and they told um uh Noah Kim like 10 days before that he was going to be the starting guy which means they weren't waiting till deep into the camp they knew who the guy was it, it had become evident to them yeah I don't I, we don't have enough time for all of that it's Craig Dodger next number one after watching Colorado 
freaking Colorado beat TCU, the Mel Tucker hire looks worse by the day. You can't come out making that kind of money a few years into a job and put out that first-half product if you're MSU's coaching staff when primetime does that on day one. Mellon Company, fail. Well, it helps if your your kid is like a superstar quarterback too, right? But wasn't he a superstar at like Jackson State? Yeah, but he was a guy who had a big-time offers. He went there because his dad was there. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is something that – Dion is not good for the rest of coaches because the, the, the counter to every coach who says I need time is, well, Dion didn't. Let's see what happens over the course of the year. Um, and Dion and, brings a whole presence. You can't just do that with some just standard white dude, right? Well, I mean, Mel, has, Mel Tucker's not a standard swag. white dude. I understand that. I'm saying other coaches. Yeah, yeah. To try to, I mean, it's a different kind of thing with Dion. Uh, Greeny Green seven seven seven. Number one, binge listening to this show is better than binging many Netflix shows. Four months worth in two weeks. Wow, oh, Jesus, appreciate. You. Got a lot of sleep, too. An early MLB season podcast had it all. Pure theater. You both sounded defeated with bad betting <laughs> advice on being able. I bet the Tigers su- successfully, excuse me, as previously predicted. You sounded shook. Three, I hear, I heard comparisons of Noah Kim to Peyton Thorne during the game. Maybe it's just Jay's offensive play calling. The Kim haters early on when he struggled in the first half are just as bad as those claiming Hauser's poor drive in garbage time is proof Kim should have had the starting job. And bonus, bonus. Muskox is them. Grabbed a flannel for Father's Day, and customer service was exceptional. Appreciate you, Greedy Greeny. And, by the way, right now, great deals again for the Labor Day sale through Monday at gomuskox.com. You'll see the tab right at the top of the website. Click on that. Um, for $35 off your three seasons flannel. Um, and as we get into football season, I'm telling you that you enjoy the, the comfort, the durability, uh, and the way you look. I mean, even a couple of fat oafs like me and Jason look good in a muskox flannel. And uh, anytime you go to gomuskox.com, use the promo code HOFF, H-O-F-F, for $15 off for Couch in the Rube listeners. Again, gomuskox.com. Uh, and for every $100 purchase, $10 is donated to the Wildlife Conservation. Um, very cool stuff. Fall collection is out. And again, uh, gomuskox.com. Can you do me a favor and say, Hoff, 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 Hoff. You get that clip? Noted. All right. Thank uh, you. Uh, Elon. Hold on. Hold on. We, oh. I want to get to one. Uh, first of all, four show, four months of shows in two weeks. Jesus. I mean, that is a... Why? <laughs> a level of commitment? No, no. I mean, we're that good, man. Thank yeah, you. Sure. No, yeah, I know. Yeah, thank you. It's incredible. It's incredible. But Jesus, why? Yeah, no. It, there, there was a moment with the Tigers where we thought early on, based on how bad they were against the Devil Rays, that we were going to be, or that they were tough to figure out. And then, and then we, yeah, we were losing money, and it was, it, it was, it was bad. Appreciate Green and Green. Elon Musk next. Number one, being an MSU fan has been nutso since Antonio, and last night's highs and lows encapsulated that from shit to diamonds. Two, CMU had a good quarterback and both lines were good and State had jitters. There were no red flags and this is cleaned up by the Washington game. Three, Jay Johnson and Mel Tucker have low football IQs and boneheaded play calling shows it. Not declining penalties on third down, shotgun rushes, bad timeouts, like a lot of admins in higher ed. 
They pad their resumes, make money, and accomplish nothing. It's a pretty hard, harsh take. Um, sounds personal. Yeah, sounds all. But uh, the I do believe they did have some nervous energy to them at the beginning. I don't believe that was off. I think you you come out and you've got a lot of guys in new roles, and it it looked like it. And if it hadn't come together, like I. I I understand people want them to look great out of the gate, and there's some players who are talented enough and have the moxie to do it. Michigan State guys, Michigan State's guys needed it. I think the the frustrating thing early on was a couple of the guys who weren't making the plays, Malik Carr and Trey Mosley, both had big drops. Are guys you expect at this point in their careers to make those plays? It's it's one thing, you know, you, you shouldn't need it to be Jaron Glover and Terrell Henry the ones making the play. And those guys were fantastic. I mean, I think that receiver group, the 2022, the redshirt freshman, sophomore receiver group, has a chance to give them real difference makers. Kurt Wisniewski next. Number one, if I see another fourth and short shotgun handoff, Jay, we're throwing down. Two, great to see MSU play a better second half and see the young receivers play well. And three, wasn't fair for Kaden Hauser to be thrown in at the end. The kids got skills, but needed to play in the third quarter. So, I I understand that it's it's. I don't think it's fair to judge Kaiten Hauser for what looked like a little a rough showing in a very very limited window. That's that's not one throw. That it's just not it's not fair to judge him. But I don't think he needed to play earlier. If if you know he's not your guy, and there's a chance that, and, and I mean you're trying to win football games here, and that game wasn't out of reach for a while. You're going to play your best quarterback, and I think they're pretty confident right now that that's, that that's Noah Kim. Gavin Haas next. Number one, Noah Kim can't play as inconsistently as he did last night. If it continues, we have a problem at the quarterback position that's going to drag on throughout the season. Two, the defense will be the strength of this year's MSU team. Scotty Hazelton has earned 100% of my trust, and he's the most reliable coach on the coaching staff as of right now. Dylan Tatum and Jaden Manningham are going to be the X-Factors on the defensive side all year. And three, Jaron Glover finishes as MSU's number one wide receiver by the end of this year, with Tyrell Henry behind him as the number two. The flashes and potential shown last night by the young receivers was probably the most exciting part of the game. No, I agree with number three. Uh, that and maybe the, the, the defensive play. Um, the, the Hazleton flip here the yeah. earned 100% of my trust. Young Gavin said, and is the most reliable coach on the coaching staff as of right now. We'll have to go back and check some of Gavin's takes from uh, previous uh, episodes and and see how he feels. It is interesting, though, again, with with all these coaches, and you go back to Pat Narduzzi, who in 2009 people wanted to run out of town. It doesn't take much for things to start working and some good play for um, people to change how they feel about somebody. I think the jury's still out on Hazleton. But I do think he was up against it the last couple of years in terms of the guys he lost, the depth they didn't have. I thought in 2021 he did a nice job uh, in a lot of ways, given the limited personnel they had, being willing to do the bend but don't break stuff, just sort of survive out there, um, which is an ego check for for defensive coordinators. And uh, this year will be a lot more telling because I think he they ought to be better. Brian Mahoney next. Number one, I don't get people complaining about lack of quarterback going under center on third and fourth and short. The only thing you lose by going to gun is the threat of a quarterback sneak. The running back gets the ball in the same spot, four to five yards deep, with a better field of vision. All right. Two, <laughs> whatever. Fox College football is by far the worst viewing experience. 
Touchdown, five-minute commercial break. Kickoff, five-minute commercial break. Brutal to sit through. Three. Penix looks good again. Damn it. Yeah, that, are the commercial breaks do feel like five minutes. They're not quite because I see the clock that goes up at Spartan Stadium, but they it's it is it is ridiculous. Um, we'll we'll get to the bottom of this. We'll, you know, we need to ask a number of coaches what they think, offensive coaches, about running in short yardage out of the shotgun or operating out of the shotgun. The advantages, the disadvantages. Um, I think it does take away the QB sneak, which I think is one of the things you have though, and you want all the all the the. So say there. that. Um, say that part, but we'll, we'll, we will find out. Takes two seconds to answer. Uh, Gator, number one. Holy fuck! How do we petition to not have those two in the booth ever again? Two, Graham. Every time you speak for Spartan fans, example Justin Spiro show, you come across as a blue wall scum fan. Mister Jason in the spin zone. <laughs> Three. This MSUD is going to finish in the top four of the Big Ten. Love you guys. Appreciate you, Gator. Um. Caution. I gotta you play it for are about to enter the spin zone with noted newspaper columnist and radio host Graham Couch. Every time I speak for Spartan fans, I come across as a blue wall scum fan. So it means I'm missing the mark in terms of trying to, to do that. Um, did you I, drive yourself to the Spiro interview? Or? I did. I did. Interesting. Yeah, right. I did. Uh, I did that uh, Thursday Thursday night. Did you get um, a cigar? I I didn't. He offered me, you know. Uh, money no you offered oh. me a, you offered me a, a drink it was a good time no no and oh. it was it was a good it was a good uh, good conversation enjoyed it quite a bit had been uh, wanting to do that for a while and uh and um wife was out of town and it wound up being the perfect night to uh to do it um that's it yeah okay kevin from rochester hills number one noah kim is an upgrade at quarterback and a potential heisman winner Two, Colorado will be in the college football playoff. And three, U of M is the most overrated team in the country and will lose four games. Hot takes from Kevin. Hot, hot takes. Potential Heisman winner from Noah Kim. Colorado in the playoff without an offensive line or defense. And Michigan, most overrated team in the country. You think Colorado has a chance to get in the playoff? Sure. Why not? Travis Hunter, I mean, the guy's playing on both sides of the ball. Who knows? But they yeah. have the talent. I don't care if TCU is not as good as they were last year and they are missing some guys coming back or whatever. I mean, it's still impressive. You go into their house. It was absolutely impressive. The, the, you know, they're, they're, they've got some impressive pieces. They've got some playmakers. That offensive line was wearing down in that game. Uh, their defense is is going to struggle at times. And they're, they're still in the Pac-12 this year, which – Still exists and has a number of really, really good teams, including like Washington. I mean, again, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm not one to to doubt after what they just did that they they're not going to be a factor. I think they're going to be a threat in a lot of games. I just, I I, I can't imagine that they're uh, in serious. Con- I still think, like, if you told me over under six and a half, I would take the under. Bazooka time. You think they're just going to win six games? I, I think there's a real a real chance. Well, hold on, hold on. Give me some Hoff for one second. Hoff. I got some new Hoff. Oh. That doesn't sound new. There we go. All right. Good song. Good song. Um, here the, Here's the schedule. Nebraska at home. And Nebraska's, you know, just they could beat Nebraska, no question. Colorado State, 
at home. Rivalry game, they could win that game. So you're right, maybe they get to three. Then they're at Oregon. They host number six, USC. Again, number six doesn't matter. We don't know yet. They host USC. They go to Arizona State that's not that good. So they, that could be four. They host Stanford. I don't think that's good. Maybe that's five. They uh, go to UCLA, probably lose that. Oregon what? State, who's a top team, uh, top 20 team right now, looks really good, probably lose that. Arizona, Colorado could win that, so that's six. At Washington State, toss up, so they could get to seven. Then at Utah, so they could get to seven if everything goes well. I think seven is their seven or eight is their ceiling. I would still take under six and a half if you gave me that bet. Wow. Professor, next. Number one, MSU's O-line was a bright spot. Immaculate pass protection. Bonus, three hot takes. Equals repeats upon repeat. <laughs> Double bonus. $30 to park on campus is egregious. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, it's, what, it's what the journal pays for me to park right outside the uh, right outside the building. Um, not the LSJ, outside of Spartan Stadium. It's, yeah, of it's, course. It's, they the, wouldn't make you walk. Yeah. No, th- there's no question there are some re- the repetitive – there's a repetitive nature to our uh, hot take shows after uh, – after games, we haven't figured out how to fix that. It's easy with the, the the Twitter questions because I can just eliminate some or combine different people's questions. Uh, the hot takes, we sort of have this three hot takes rhythm. So again, like like I brought up earlier, if if, if you think a lot of other people are going to have a hot take, you know, but you've got a couple others, and you only have to have one or two too. That, um, but you've done a good job at thinning them out, like kind of yeah, yeah. We, people are going on the same. Yep, and we, we're only, we don't, we don't Mindset. talk about the same one over and over. We try not to do that. Derek, next. Number one, Kate Hauser will never play a meaningful snap for MSU. Two, this team will finish 7-5 and five with one huge upset and one gut-wrenching choke job. Three, Tottenham is better without Harry Kane, and Big, Big Ainge, Ainge is going to transform you into a Tottenham supporter with his front-foot style of play. Hope all is well. I'm enjoying this Tottenham team. I have to say, I hate them less than I did. Um, it was big Ange. Uh, these are he's the coach now at, uh, mm. at Tottenham. So the um, I, let's go to one though here. Caton Hauser will never play a meaningful snap for MSU. I mean, this is probably still more unlikely than not. Um, but I mean, you could see a scenario in which Noah Kim is the quarterback all this year. And Sam Levitt, who is, you know, probably more heralded, actually, than Caton Hauser was coming out of high school, big-time talent, true freshman, winds up being the next guy. So it, it's absolutely it's absolutely possible that happens. It's going to happen to somebody when you have a situation like this. Um, and, you know, I, again, I'm not going to judge Caton Hauser because I haven't seen enough of him. It just is clear he didn't win this starting quarterback job. He's only a redshirt freshman. Uh, he's been on campus 18 months maybe. So could still have a three-year career as, as Michigan State starter and set all sorts of records and take them all sorts of places. But he didn't win the job now, and that is that is the data we have at hand, and there is a really talented guy behind him. So this is not that hot to take, to be honest. So well, Although meaningful snap seems unlikely because he is the number two. That means healthy year entirely for Noah Kim. Uh, some dude next. Number one, just doing some very rough math here. Tuck, uh, Tuck's salary is $10 million. Rest of staff, another $10 million. Maybe an NIL at $13 million. 
I know the money doesn't work out that way, but honestly, a $33 million budget for those things seems very reasonable. Jared Goff would make, will make $31.2 million this year. Sorry, Jason. Agree with you, Graham, that MSU may not get all the way there, but maybe we'll end up getting a lot closer. And two. Uh, I wonder if suffering through the TV timeouts would be easier if Graham didn't point out to me how bad they suck <laughs> and could be fixed. This will surely become my reason to eventually reduce in-game attendance. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I think they're misreading this. I think the TV execs and the, um, and I think the, the conference administrators and, and university administrators, they may know it and they may think this is the best way to money right now, but they, they aren't, this is, they're not doing it correctly, I don't think. Um, interesting first point. The idea that how much it would actually cost to have the winning football program you want. Now, keep in mind, there's a lot else that goes into it. When you look at the overall budget for Michigan State football, um, it's like $40 million already without NIL. So there's a lot more that it costs that goes in. The question is, can you hit your donors up for 12 to $13 million a year? And I don't think you can. Not at MSU. I don't think you can a lot of places. I mean, it was a huge deal. I remember when Dan Gilbert gave like $15 million years ago and he's got loads of money people aren't rich because they're morons i don't think anywhere that 10 years from now people are going to be giving you know individual donors two three million a year with zero return other than their team winning you're gonna have to figure out some other way it's not tax deductible it's not you can't write it off like there's lots of things that i i just i don't see this system being the long-term system the way it is right now in terms of the collectives nil will exist There'll be places where there's more money than others, where it's, there's more passion for the sport than others, where more of the money people care. But I don't – and, again, maybe that's where MSU has to try to get to, and it'll be interesting to see if they could try to do that for a year. If they, The other thing, though, they've got to do enough to make people believe in this coach because, on one hand, you can say, well, you've got to give for the coach to be able to win enough to get what you want. But people don't want to give if they're not sure the money is going to be spent wisely on the right players or it's going to matter. And so Tucker needs to show enough this year. If there's an uptick in winning, if there's promise, then donors are more likely to give to NIL. But the school's also got to be clear about where they want that money to go. And they want donors giving to other projects and other things too. It, it's a tricky situation, and I'm, uh, um, it's going to be interesting to watch over the next few years. One ball, Bainey next. Number one, great to see Spartan Stadium uh, stripped up to kick off the year. Two, my daughter has season tickets again this year going into her junior year at MSU. And when I asked her how it was going in the student section, she said, I don't know. I'm at Harper's. I sold my <laughs> tickets for 90 bucks. Some poor freshman got hoodwinked for that price gouge. Three, nice job, Izzo, for calling Spencer Tillman Solomon during Friday's telecast. Hey, it happens to the best of us. One ball bonus take. To our newest listeners... I do have two balls, but I'll forever be one ball on the couch in the Rube show. Appreciate you, Clint. Dude, you have two balls. Ball. You've had two balls this whole time. I think it's just a bit. What's it's the bit? To have one ball? One ball is the bit. One. Is that like stolen valor from people that have one ball? I I, I just he was one ball Baney. He has two balls. If you had one ball, would you tell people that you would or would you if it would come up somewhere, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it would be a story. If if you had one ball, we'd already know about it. <laughs> yeah. I was hoping that would just bring about a story. You just don't take said. one of those testicles out. If something has to happen. Yeah, right. No, it's the uh, I, I respect Clint's daughter here. That is that is some gouging. Ninety bucks for a freshman uh, for a for a, a student ticket um, to go to one game. I mean, that's for two tickets or something. Well, no, I think it's just one. She said she sold her ticket. 
I don't, I, I don't know. It, I don't want to go that bad. Yeah, yeah. It's um, nice TVs now. Yeah, wow, that's impressive. Well, well done. Uh, Treese, weekend highlights. Two giant sacks of bullshit, apparently. Number one, downloads now going up. If it, It's been bothering me for weeks. Oh, two, Indiana playing Ohio State first weekend. Who decided they should start with a powerhouse conference opponent? Fuck the Big Ten for that one. Appreciate you, Therese. Okay. Quite the language on this lady. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. Uh, what, 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 what does she mean by downloads now going up? What is the, the- she, That was one of her other hot takes where, like, the on the new browser, I think, on Microsoft, the when you download oh, yes. something, it goes up instead yes. of down. It's, yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've noticed that, too. <laughs> uh, I, 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 it, it was a shitty first opponent. The good news for Indiana is Ohio State clearly hasn't hit its stride. You probably weren't going to win that game anyway. You get it out of the way. You don't feel horrible about yourself. I don't think Indiana's in a bad spot coming about that out of that game. Everybody thought it was going to be a lot worse than than twenty one to three. I will say that was her actual take. I said it was impressive when she dropped that number two. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. By the way, little 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 breaking news: Keon Coleman just caught his second touchdown pass for Florida State. I saw that has both their scores tonight. So Ryan Kelly, that uh, that is uh, what does that mean? I'm just saying he's good. You know, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, did you watch Peyton Thorne's performance against? I would, would have loved to, but fucking Disney can eat my ass. Right, right. I watched a little of it. He looked, he looked fine. I mean, it was, uh, you know, I don't think they're going to be that good. They, they take him like out. Michigan State had a bad first half. They take him out for the other quarterback at the goal line. You know, they have a goal line package for the running guy. Um, but uh, it looks two like touchdowns. Gonna, huh? Yeah, two first touchdowns. half. Keon Coleman, first half. Yeah, so he would have had a big year for for MSU. He's good. Yeah. Says Graham. Yeah, Andrew Gautier next. Number one, Jonathan him. Two, the QB situation went from a battle to a settled issue real quick. Seems odd. Three, Malik Carr has the potential to be an all-time great tight end and seems intent on falling short. I get dropping passes, but there was too much talk of him jogging out routes. Bonus. We still have no idea how good or bad this MSU team might be. 100% agree with that. 147%. Um, Yeah, no, the Carr thing is, uh, you know, I... I they talked a big game about him too, and so it's interesting to see him be inconsistent. Uh, you know, and and he's got if if like there's a guy who's a prototypical NFL tight end. Like he should be a guy in today's NFL that is a first couple round pick that has a long career there. But but Malik, do you see other tight ends in the NFL? You see, notice something right not the, out of shape. Yeah, the NFL is well, and I don't know. I want out of shape. I don't know if is the right word. I'm, he's, I'm sure he's in great shape. I mean, they run, all these conditioning tests they run all the time. What I mean is, I think he's just carrying a little too much weight. I don't think he's out of shape. That's there's a difference hmm. between carrying a little more weight than is probably best for your peak ability awesome. than being out of shape. I, I guarantee you, he's not out of shape. I mean, that's not not possible given okay what compared they, to who what they do. No, all right. That's that's all I'm saying. Yeah, all right. Uh, Ryan Schultz next. Number one, Graham does some homework and looks up the success rate of fourth and one conversions under Jay Johnson that were runs up the middle out of shotgun. He finds that it's well below 50%, then has the audacity to ask about it at Jay's next press availability. Two, Graham saying that the game last night was anything like what MSU fans are looking for (laughs) is the most spin zone thing I've ever seen you write. It was impressive. We looked worse than a one-dimensional Mac team for an entire half. That's not overshadowed by the in-game growth that we saw. This is a, I mean, it's it's a fair point. Um, um, but I also think that you, 
you are um, what you are looking for in a game, right? Is growth. What you're looking for from a team is growth, and we saw that. So I, I, I the two things can be true that they did for a half look worse in certain ways than a one-dimensional MAC team. But that's a whole half of a football game. It is that's a lot, but it wasn't the second half at least. <laughs> But that's not what fans were expecting. They didn't want it to think, go that I way. I think most most fans left the game pretty – just based on the comments I've gotten and other things, I think most fans left the game feeling a little bit optimistic. And that sure. was based on how they grew into the game. Sure. Uh, Lucas next. Number one, Noah Kim needs to ball out more, more against Richmond or we have a problem. He can't throw a consistent short mid ball. Two – MSU's defense came to play. If they hadn't figured CMU out, we might be talking about a buyout today. Ooh. Three, can't do seven buds and a fireball shooter before the game anymore. We all hit that age, Lucas. But, uh, yeah. No, it, there's, there's that moment. Why not? I, well, how, how old is Lucas? Talking about well, you, you seven can, beers and a fireball shot. I mean, but, but those are former alcoholic you know, critiquing, <laughs> but, you know. So when you used to go to games uh-huh. in your drinking days, how much would you drink beforehand? Because, again, you've got to drink. He's talking about before the game. Mm-hmm. Then you've got like three, four hours of staying engaged, and then you got to get home. Like, it, it, How much would you drink before a game? Um, I, I never really counted. I just had a cooler full of beer, and then Jaeger was involved. So probably three to four shots of Jaeger and like a 12-pack. By the way, what was up with there was two fans, Spartan fans, that tailgated for twelve hours for that game? Did they? I didn't see Holy that. What shit. was that about? Where, I, I know. Was the LSJ had it or something? I missed it. I hope so. Yeah, twelve. It's on my subscription. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I would. I yeah, but I had a high tolerance. I could drink fast. I mean, I'm not. I, I can totally understand. Yeah. No, no, makes me sad. Yeah. No, but it does suck when you when you get older and you just don't recover and you can't. You the other thing that happens is you learn. That you don't enjoy things when you get too drunk too early. Oh yeah, that's the big thing that you start to realize. Like I, you know, you start to realize this is the important part of the day here that I want to enjoy most. Here's how I have to behave to get to that part of the day. And, and that being a hypocrite when you hang out with someone that is drinking and getting out of hand when you did that for forever, eighteen straight years. I don't judge. I mean, every once in a while, you but know, I do though. I seriously, I'm like, ah, I just don't want to be around this person. Do you tell that person that? No. I'm high. I just go somewhere and go to bed and put on a podcast or something. When is the last time that happened? To what? When you, when you were around somebody you thought, I don't want to be around. Oh, Jesus. Uh, when's the last time I hung out with Jordan? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. It's been a minute. Okay. Usually people are cool. Uh, Chris Eastlick next. Number one, Bert Emanuel is no slouch running. While he's somewhat one-dimensional, still a great game plan and execution by Scotty and the defense. Two, we are going to love the love these young receivers and defensive backs by the end of their time at MSU. And three, if your hotel is going to have a mandatory resort fee, just put it in the cost of the room instead of it being a fun surprise when you check out. And you win a gift card easily. There, there are that's a great take. There are two types of people in this world: those who like seeing the price look cheaper when you book it, and those who prefer just getting seeing the whole price at the end. At the end. But the whole part of the point of it is like the end of the trip. You're like, fuck, it hurts even worse. Here's here's where here's where the first one is better. Work trips. Right. Because your company can have a policy that's like try to stay under one hundred and fifty dollars a night for the room. And if the rate is like one forty nine, you're good, even though with taxes, resort fees, 
whatever, being on this island, this, 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 it comes out to 210 a night, you're able to put in one little, uh, enter in one little column, 149 and get away with it. So when it's a business thing, you want, you don't want the overall price, but you're right. When it's you, it's better to see the overall price most of the time, unless you just want to be excited about something and deal with the price later. I think we've all been, <laughs> we've all, uh, we've all been there as well. All right. Shep next. Number one, shocked that there wasn't a scripted series on two from Hauser in the first half. I realize Kim ended up playing better in the second half, but that doesn't mean the quarterback situation was handled correctly. Two, really, really, really looking forward to watching a tuck coach game where there are no head scratching, what the fuck strategic decisions. Maybe someday. Three, the team appears to have Bobby Williams slash Jonel. Uh, John L. level discipline, tons of stupid mistakes, penalties, drops, kicking a punt into the end zone instead of downing it at the two. Even had Big Ten teams, uh, even bad Big Ten teams will feast on this kind of sloppiness. So, Shep, I, I agree and disagree with the, uh, some of this. Uh, so the problem with, like, when you talk about sloppiness and un- undisciplined, a physical mistake, like accidentally kicking the ball into the end zone when you're trying to down it at full speed, that's not sloppiness that's that's just a physical mistake that that happens I think the defense was was pretty dang disciplined I thought there were a lot of I I didn't I didn't see the I I think it's a little unfair to go to to those eras and the worst of those eras was what we saw and on uh there were a couple coaching calls you know there was one declining a penalty um that that didn't seem to make a whole lot of sense but um so I mean I understand the frustration with certain things and uh, look, all these guys are going to be under a spotlight in two weeks, and we'll learn we'll learn everything about them. Rich Searing next number one, O line still doesn't look great to me. Worried about not getting enough push up front. Two, why do we always go shotgun on fourth and short? Stupid. And three, if Kim and receivers get on the same page, good things happen. Guessing some of those sail passes were due to wrong routes. The O line is. I mean, that, I think that is, as I step away from the game, the biggest overall concern about this team still is the idea that I don't know how good they are up front, and um, whether they'll be able to. I mean, I think they're going to be good at running back. I think those young receivers will push the older guys and be intriguing talents. You already see that in, in their debuts. Um, I think the defense was was encouraging. The offensive line is the spot you go, yeah. That was central. That was just okay. Uh, not maybe not a red flag, but but the red flag is still in the pocket. Eric Larson next number one. New clock is terrible. Whenever I had the four game multi view up of the games, there were almost always two games in commercial, if not three. We need more football, less ads. Two September second would have been way too early to start looking forward to hoops. And three zuc- zucchini bread is greater than banana bread. Mm-mm. Zucchini or banana? Where you at? Oh, it's banana. I like zucchini bread, but yeah, I'm with me on banana. I've, bread. I figured you were both. I am both. So everyone had to edge itself out. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't. I don't. Dis- <laughs> not turn down either. I don't discriminate too much. If you bring over a zucchini bread, I will eat it. Banana bread, a groovy donut, whatever it is, I will. It depends on the mood you're in. I will. I will gladly uh, eat it. And uh, yeah, no. It's, uh, mm. Is that it? Oh, sorry. Yeah. The uh, right. no. Let's go to. Um, I, it was interesting to see the tweets, though, during the game about people saying, when is basketball season? 
Yeah. And on September 2nd, and I, and I the first half was terrible. But I'll say this. This is at least, think about this as an MSU fan. You have that. If you're at Oklahoma or any at Georgia, you might even have a good basketball team that year, but you don't give a shit. And if the football team struggles out of the gate, it's 12 months till your life has meaning. 12 freaking months. And and so I, I think, you know, what you have at MSU is a gift. Two months later, you get to you get to care about something else, even if everything goes wrong. If you're playing the Graham Couch drinking game at home, take a shot. Aled Peter Baker next. Number one, college football fans have power to push back. See the public backlash to the UEFA Super League. UEFA. UEFA. It also can be spelled out that way, too, I guess. Soccer fans are organized and understand their power. College football fans can and should, too. Three, tough Europa draw for Brighton. We'll finish third. Um. Yeah, I don't. I, we don't have enough time for all of that. Do you get the Dion one? Did I miss that? Did you say that one? What Dion one? Dion parlays eight wins and it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Did I say that one? Man, I, I, Dion I parlays eight. Did, I spaced out. You know what? I th- I don't think I did. Okay, good. You're right. Sorry, I'm okay. wrong. <laughs> D- uh, two, sorry. <laughs> Dion parlays eight wins and exciting close losses to a better job. Maybe Miami. You should have just stayed with it. You had done it. You had right. I can't do that because I would have been. I fuck up. I do. Yeah, because next show people are going to write in or something. It's fine. But I would have for until the next show. I would have been sitting here going, God, I literally just he just read that. I somehow don't remember it. That's incredible. Um, Number one actually is really interesting here. So, in 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 English football or in European football, the the major schools, the powers, the SEC, Big Ten types tried to come up with a Super League where all the biggest clubs in Europe were going to play, and it was going to diminish the Premier League. It was going to diminish everybody else, and it was going to hurt their their promotion and relegation. It was, it was going to hurt the culture of European soccer and English soccer and all these places. And fans, even of the bigger clubs, revolted. They said, fuck that. They protested. They were willing to boycott. They went to the mattresses. And, like, the problem in, in America is – Georgia football fan is fat and happy. Michigan football fan is fat and happy. Michigan State football fan, you're not worried about the little guy. Oregon State played a game today, and for all the student-athlete well-being and shit, nobody cares if those fuckers drowned because, I guess, they're not humans. They're Oregon State. Oh, freaking well. But nobody sticks up for what ha- what exists overall, and they could. If, 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 if fans really rallied and said, this is crap, we don't like this realignment. We don't now. It's happened. It's happened um, sort of incrementally, in, incrementally to the point that like it's it's hard to have one thing that pushes you over the top. That's the outrage, like the the Super League, which caught people off guard and, and angered everybody and, and went away. It, they won. Fans won. Um, but there is some power from fans, and if things get bad, you love your sport and you care about other teams. And I don't know the thing about college football is people care about their team. Um, and, um, and so I don't know that if you're at Michigan state, you're ever going to say, this is complete bullshit. I I'm willing to stand up and, and, and say something about it. You're certainly, you know, but that there is power and, and, and football fans, if they ever wanted to, if something ever went too far would have the ability, but it re- would require that being important enough to, uh, to, to protest and stuff. Jake Phelan next. Number one, Disney is ass Two. Streaming football on Peacock is ass. Peacock? Three, sports betting is ass. 
sports betting in week one is is often ass. And you're young, yeah. It, it can go. When you get in your 30s, you'll understand it's just a normal thing. Yeah. And uh, unless uh, yeah. you have James Franklin who has balls to cover the spread for you. That was pretty amazing. God bless James That was Franklin. pretty amazing. Oh, yeah. my God. I would have I had a nice little parlay if Toledo had been able to hang out against Illinois. I had, I had, uh, mm. Toledo on the money line as an underdog and and uh and I also had an alternative line with Penn State but they still needed that to 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 cover it um and oh man it would have been it would have been nice I I don't get the everybody hates uh Peacock I really enjoy Peacock not just cuz a new girl in Chicago PD and in the office Peacock. and all that stuff but I really enjoy the way they do uh Premier League football and and I think that NBC's coverage was really I thought good of the Penn State West Virginia game in terms of their presentation. So I, I need to watch a couple college football games on Peacock before I have that opinion. Um, and uh, can we just get an app where all the games are? Oh, that I'll pay for that. You know what's not ass? <laughs> muskox, a muskox flannel. Sure. As we go into the fall here, uh, get your muskox flannel. When we get to those October football games, and you want to just be comfortable, look good, have your beer at Spartan Stadium. Go to gomuskox.com. Again, through Labor Day night, through the night of Monday, uh, $35 off, uh, an offer on the uh, the three seasons flannels, and um, just a great a great deal there. GoMuskOx.com, a variety of different choices. And uh, you can check out their fall offerings, too, and use the Couch in the Rube promo code HOFF, H-O-F-F, for uh, $15 off your flannel purchase. We'll take a really quick break here. We come back, more of your hot takes. Couch in the Roof. Wherever you are on your cannabis journey, let Sky Mint Premium Cannabis be your guide, your friend, and your place. Whether you're curious about cannabis or a seasoned connoisseur, Sky Mint's knowledgeable staff will help you with a vast selection of products to choose from to fit your needs. Sky Mint believes access to the best cannabis helps people do good and feel good, so they grow it right here in Michigan, giving you high-quality, locally-grown cannabis at highly accessible prices. Visit SkyMint.com for special offers and location information throughout Michigan, and use the promo code code couch and roof 20 for 20 percent off your first visit sky mint cannabis you'll love this place where else can you cheer on your team enjoy a mouth-watering burger or savory sushi sip on handcrafted cocktails or one of 46 beers on tap take your game day or date night to casket company kitchen bar or front 43 neighborhood pub near frandor two amazing places with one awesome blended modern american asian menu catch the game on one of 30 60 inch tvs or stop in for the all-you-can-eat lunch buffet Enjoy happy hour or elevate your night out at Caskin Company or Front 43 on East Saginaw in Lansing. Firekeepers Online Casino and Sportsbook is the site to play. Get your Vegas on right now from your phone, tablet, or laptop. All the hottest slots and tables, plus sports betting featuring in-game wagering. Go with the name you know, Firekeepers. Get your first casino deposit and sports wager matched up to $500 each. Visit firekeeperscasino.com to download the mobile app today. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and located in Michigan. Gambling problem? Call the Michigan Problem Gambling Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. If you're looking forward to cool summer nights at the lake or backyard gatherings, Make Muskox's spring and summer flannel collection part of your summer experience. 
Muskox's lighter weight three seasons flannel is perfect for warmer weather without sacrificing Muskox's noted softness or high quality. Plus, Muskox donates 10% of every $100 purchased to the Alaska Wildlife Conservation Center. Visit GoMuskOx.com to find the absolute best flannel for you and use our promo code CAWCAW15 for $15 off your flannel order. Trust us, you've never felt more comfortable than you will in a Muskox flannel. Firekeepers Online Casino and Sportsbook is the site to play. Get your Vegas on right now from your phone, tablet, or laptop. All the hottest slots and tables, plus sports betting featuring in-game wagering. Download the app at firekeeperscasino.com. Go with the name you know, Firekeepers. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and located in Michigan. Gambling problem? Call the Michigan Problem Gambling Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. Wherever you are on your cannabis journey, let Sky Mint Premium Cannabis be your guide, your friend, and your place. Whether you're curious about cannabis or a seasoned connoisseur, Sky Mint's knowledgeable staff will help you with a vast selection of products to choose from to fit your needs. Sky Mint believes access to the best cannabis helps people do good and feel good, so they grow it right here in Michigan, giving you high-quality, locally-grown cannabis at highly accessible prices. Visit SkyMint.com for special offers and location information throughout Michigan, and use the promo code code couch and roof 20 for 20 percent off your first visit sky mint cannabis you'll love this place find couch in the room podcasts on spreaker itunes iHeartRadio, spotify youtube facebook google podcasts Castbox, and the rube's favorite podcast addict Couch in the Roof, presented by our friends at Muskox Quality Flannels. GoMuskox.com, a Labor Day sale running through Monday night, $35 off uh, the um, select flannels. And you'll see it right there at the top of the um, uh, top of the frame uh, when you go to the webpage uh, at, for GoMuskox.com. So people are not happy about Keon Coleman right now, by the way. There's a uh, one tweet. <laughs> Rightfully so. Watching Keon, this is all caps. Watching Keon Coleman, question mark, fire Mel Tucker. <laughs> and the, it's going to be frustrating because he's going to be good and he would have been good at Michigan State. He's also, a, it's also a uh, recruiting service failure. He wasn't that big a recruit. He was an okay recruit. Wasn't that big a recruit. They knew he was good. But when guys like Keon Coleman turn into who they are, 24 7 rivals, on threes of the world. I mean, it's a little tail between the legs. What the fuck were you looking at? He looks he, pretty early. He looked like a, a potential good prospect, and he's uh, he's uh, he's turned into that. Matt C is next. Number one. I'm done hearing. Mel needs more time. DeBoer took a four and eight four and eight Washington team with no talent and has them rolling right off the jump. Two. Jay Johnson is a clown. The fourth and one calls are pathetic. His run game is schematically broken. Three, MSU's defensive line is much improved. They better show up in two weeks. And bonus, Coach Prime got a ranked road win right off the jump, but Mel needs six years to compete. We may have done the Buffs a big favor by taking Mel off their hands. couple things here. One, Mel was won 11 games in year two. Dion's coached one game. 
let's let's see where this goes. He obviously has some extremely good talent. Now, I'm not knocking Dion, but let's think about what people were saying with, about Mel two years ago, right? So, but if you ask fans right now who they would rather have, Tucker or Dion? Oh, Dion. Yeah, they'd rather have Dion. Of course. Okay. Yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm just just saying that you know. Let, let's see the let's see the Dion. Because what Deion Sanders is going to have to be able to do to win at the highest level, and he might do this, is stop running off his offensive lineman out of the program and build a line. And he may be able to do that. He's going to have to stay somewhere for a few years, which he may do. He may do everything that's necessary. But there are certain things. I, I think he's a really good coach. I think he, he gets the most out of guys. There, he clearly can recruit. And he's going to have playmakers in his system. But you also got to win in the trenches. And you also need to develop fourth and fifth year guys. And he's, you can do a lot out of the transfer portal. But well, let's say Florida State loses to LSU. Not a lot of the alumni and donors like uh, Norvell. They want Dion possibly. I mean, Dion could go back to Florida State. Well, that would be the move for Dion if you're going to do it. Yeah, yeah. I'm here for it. Nestle's Quick Hotel next. Number one, we should assume Kim's slow start was jitters. MSU doesn't have the margin for slow starts. Two. Pistol run play on fourth and one should be called the caw caw. <laughs> and three, if the halves were reversed, fans would have much more uh, confidence in this team. And bonus, Kate Hauser should start against Richmond. That's in- a couple interesting points here. Uh, if the halves were reversed, people would have more confidence because it would have been a fast start and then it would have been, uh, they just sort of were sluggish. I, maybe. I, I think given who they are is is, is first-year starting quarterback. Primary playmakers in their role, uh, you know, or those two young receivers, first-year guys. Um, I I don't know. I first-year running back, your starting guy. Who, who, this is a big deal for. He talked about it. Nathan Carter's an interesting guy, by the way. He he really was taking in the moment. He was emotional coming out there. I think to be at Michigan State is a big deal for him. Um, so I don't know that that would have been the you know. I, I think. The way they grew into that, as I keep saying, was was probably better. Maybe maybe people would feel better, but I think that was the better way for it to unfold. Caton Hauser should start against Richmond. Do you agree or disagree? No, disagree. Yeah, yeah me too. No, I, I mean, if you want him to play the third quarter if there's a, a lead there, sure. And if you don't think he's the guy, if you don't think he's ready, why would you mess with Noah Kim's confidence? And you also need Kim to get as many reps as possible for Washington. That's why I disagree with it. David Jackson next. Number one, time of possession is a shit stat. What matters is plays run. CMU won time of possession by nine minutes. They ran exactly two more plays than MSU ran. Anyone quoting time of possession doesn't know football. Always my favorite. Two, MSU's wide receivers are improved as compared to the games last year when Reed was injured. Three, Michigan players showed uh, their contempt for following NCAA rules as well as their own AD, Ward Manuel, Michigan players essentially declared that they're support, they support cheating. And bonus, MSU will whip both Minnesota and Nebraska. Reevaluate your projected Spartan win total. Yeah, I mean, I, I expected them to beat CMU. Um, I picked them, I believe, to beat both Minnesota and Nebraska, I believe, and, and get to six wins. So... Um, I think I did. I don't remember offhand. But so I, I, I have them going two and three out of the start and losing to Washington, uh, Maryland, and Iowa. Now that that could change. They could they could wind up winning a game or two of those, and, and that would really change my projected uh, win total. What's going on with your memory, though? Is there just so many dumb, like, girl Girls 5 Eva episodes in your head or new girl? 
just like, yeah. It's just weird. You it's have a, a good memory, and then you just like, I don't know who I picked last week. Yeah, no, I you know I can remember who I picked in 1986, but uh, not. Uh, I'm sure it was the Denver Broncos. You know what chips you had for lunch? And 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 John Owen, yeah. Andy Schofield next. Number one, MSU's offensive line couldn't get a push versus a MAC team. Two, we found our running back. And three, Jason can't read. Oh, you remembered it, even I though I took it, it out. Schofield, I saw it. It's all right. He's <laughs> right. He's not lying. No, but I don't know what. To, Andy, you've listened to the show for how long? Yeah, we, I mean, I do my best. I will say. I don't enjoy screwing these up, but I will say when the edible hits and it's hot in here, all bets are off sometimes. Sorry. And the only reason I took it out is I didn't know where Jason's mood would be by that point in the show. Yeah, but he said it before. We had fun with it. He came in. It's a laugh. He's a great guy. I will will no longer (laughs) edit (laughs) in these comments uh, that way. Uh, To to number two, I I do agree. I mean, I think it's very clear that Nathan Carter is is at least a, a bona fide uh, good Big Ten running back. PZ. PZ next. Number one, there are times where Jay Johnson makes Mike Martz look like Andy Reid. Two, Alante Brown, even if he, uh, he passes concussion protocol, should have been held out. He was stretchered off, and it was a game against Central. Bad look, sending him off. Three, young receivers should uh, should be a positive, even if the overall season gets tough. Really like Henry and Glover. Those two look like look like players, um, and it wouldn't even matter. I know it's a game against Central. It doesn't matter who the game is. If if he's not good to play, it, you know you can't guys shouldn't you can't risk their health. And and these questions will have to be asked because it was just weird that he came back, and then weird that he was in street clothes in the second half. Like I, I, I don't. Under, I think we need to get some answers on on how that all unfolded. And again, maybe there's a good answer, um, but it it's just hard to imagine how a guy was in that condition. And it's not just that he was stretchered off. It's sort of if if you watch when he got hit, how he fell, where his arms were, and all that stuff. That doesn't look like a guy who didn't just have a head injury that shouldn't be on the field that night. And uh, that that's is a little confusing. And you know what? If Michigan State somehow made a mistake based on tests or if, um, whatever, I you know, come out and admit it. I mean, that's the thing. People just have to just hold you know, be accountable. And mistakes are made. And if you, I, you know, I think that's better than 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 sticking up for something that wasn't the the right decision spartan sugar next number one i was thrilled for the win but if that's how we can expect the offense to perform big 10 play will be rough two arsenal's win was insane low to high five low to high in five minutes three as i stepped up to the trough in the men's room friday night all i thought about was graham <laughs> help me uh, i hope that helped you pee uh what do you think of when you're at a trough i just I, I'm I'm very much in the moment because I enjoy it so much, and I'm. Just, Are you looking straight down? I hope yes, oh, okay. but I'm also thinking about how efficient this is. I'm taking in the smells of the of the stadium and and and, and how much I enjoy it. You can still kind of smell the hot dogs. It's kind of combination. I don't believe you. You're a look around guy. I am not. Yeah, it's, you it's are. It's a combination of of like not saying looking at people's uh, dongs or mules, but I don't look around. I just I'm get, saying get, around the like. Looking at other people's eyes to see if they're having as much fun at a trough like you. No, because what you're what to be careful of is you you don't want to like accidentally you know get anything on your pants too. You want to be a little careful. You're in a public setting, but I, I love the Depends smell. On who you stand next to, I guess the smell of like uh, half men's room, half hot dogs, like stadium smells. You know, I don't know what it is. It's it's weird. Maybe we cut that part. I'd rather pee in a corner post. of the stadium than a trough. Sounds terrible. Yeah, no, it, uh, yeah. By the way, the Arsenal game today, I had this long shot underdog parlay that I just needed Man United to hit 
to uh, to win and and would have. Uh, mm, we were all rooting for you. Thank you. Yeah, Mr. Benjen. Uh, missed the game due to a Metallica concert. My three quick takes based on reading couch. Number one, Coach Cat must be fired immediately. <laughs> you wrote that? I did not write that. Oh. Two, special teams coach Els is a god. Three, MSU fans are slow. Bonus. The all-under bet didn't work out. 18 and 23 with three games left. Ah, that's interesting. I was waiting to f- see what, what, what happened there. So what, what Mr. Benjamin did is he took the under and the over-under in every college football game uh, this weekend or everyone with a, with a line there. That... Um, this is what Vegas doesn't know. Yeah. Well, 18 to 20, the, the beauty of that bet is he did it and he only was minus five. Like if you're not putting a lot of money on it, you get to learn something. Hold on. What if Austin. spin zone, but what if that. that, what if he had been like, actually it was 37 and three. <laughs> I think we all would have been on it next week. <laughs> like, wait a second. Yeah. Uh, scooter tramp next. Number one, constant commercials. Some extended quickly ruin any pregame excitement. Two, brutal at the stadium. You can only watch Frisbees for so long. And three, at least at home, I can play a few songs on guitar or go mow the lawn while waiting for the game to resume. It's going to be a problem, and people are noticing it more and more. The, the, it's longer, more frequent breaks. It sucks at the stadium. It sucks at home, um, and uh, it's the wrong move, and we'll, we'll see how quickly they, they understand what it. What a humble brag about knowing how to play guitar. At least at home, I can run a 5K in uh, six and a half minutes. Ryan Rockwell, number one. Great adjustments at halftime by the MSU coaches, but still lots of questionable play, stupid or play calls, and stupid penalties. Caw, caw. Two, the young wide receivers and Carter will at least be exciting to watch. And three, definitely some jitters, but still lots of concern. This team won't go bowling come uh, December. I still think they're, you know, on the track they're on now, if nothing uh, traumatic happens, they're 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 at least a six win team. They're probably a six win team. Um, but I don't. That's based on what I thought going into the season and and the things you see Friday. But there's nothing Friday that says, "Boy, that you know, that's eight wins. That's nine wins." Because you can't do that again. You can't do that against CMU. You're just never going to know that. And uh, I disagree with the idea that. You know, it would have been better to come out of the gate and then struggle. I think the way they the way they finished was um, at least gives you some hope still. Ryan Rockwell next. Number one. I think we just did that one. Oh, AI God. Number one, forget about the first half. It means nothing. Only look at second half and understand that this is a much better MSU team than last year. Seven games is floor, and that's if we get unlucky. Seven games is the floor. Wow. No, I, I, so there's a floor that's deeper than seven games and you still want to make sure you you, you don't uh you don't hit it um but uh like did your ceiling jason change at all with this game no. like, is there, yeah i didn't think so yeah. no i didn't take much away from the game other than the offense was kind of ass the first half i i think one thing that when you see the young playmakers begin to make plays like if those young receivers really emerge into something and we don't know what noah kim will be but one thing you need to pull upsets and this goes for a team like Michigan State trying to beat a team that's more complete or a mid-major trying to beat a high-major, is you need playmakers who are difference makers who cause problems, the Keon Coleman to the world, for example. Hey, but don't they, mention that name here. But if they have young receivers who can do that, that does give them a chance to pull an upset and win a game that maybe we don't expect. Spartan 18770 with just one, apparently. Seeing Spartan Twitter during the first half, 
We don't deserve a good football program here. Caw, caw. This is interesting. I, I apologize if there were there were more wing because I I, uh, I only saw one from you. And but the you mean Spartan eighteen seventy seven yeah, yeah, zero. Sorry. sorry. Um, he, he's got a point though. It's it's, in, it's interesting here. The the idea that um. And it's not that you don't deserve a good football program, but the idea that so many people are turning the page to basketball season is sort of what I talked about in the column about why MSU football can't ever have the NIL, can't ever have the funding, won't ever get to the level of other places. And I think that's okay in terms of just the overall passion for it and the desire and the aching to win because they have basketball, they have the distraction. And it was very clear that people were ready to screw this, move on to the distraction. And I'm not saying people shouldn't have a, if things are going badly, a screw this, we don't want this anymore. But the the fix is not to think about Tom Izzo. The fix is to figure out how to fix football and keep your head there. And, and I don't know that, that MSU fans are, are, are capable of that. Fart Soup with just one, apparently. Miss Fart Soup and I will be in Lansing all week and look forward to using that gift card I won last week. We will uh, we will connect and maybe we can uh, I can deliver it to you in in, in person and, and meet uh, Mrs. Fartsu. Uh, BB Kobe eighty seven number one keeping Kim Kim in after halftime will pay dividends the rest of the year. Coaching staff showed more patience than ninety five percent of us would have had. Either the battle was never close or they made a gutsy call in order to not kill Kim's confidence. Two MSU has the skill player depth to contend. Receiver depth should make the pass game unpredictable. Attack the favorable matchups week to week, and this offense should be good, depending on how this offensive line can be. <clears throat> Three, absolute clown show in Ann Arbor. Free Harbaugh and then holding up four fingers like they're in memoriam due to his untimely passing. Do they not realize their own school suspended him for infractions? Expected nothing less from the entitled self-righteous program. Keeping Kim after halftime will pay dividends for the rest of the year. Um, yeah, and, and the coaching staff showed patience. I, I think they did. Again, if he doesn't connect with uh, Jerron Glover twice and the vibes change, because the vibes change. I mean, Jason, that was going to be a boo-bird city there at the end of the first half. It would have been interesting to see. I, I, I have no doubt. I'll take them at their word. They were going to stick with Noah Kim. Into the third quarter, I don't know. And there's how no long. sense asking would have Kim uh, come back out if he didn't complete those. Well, I did. I did ask that. Yeah, and and What'd you he, get? he he basically said, yeah, they, you know. So I mean, because I, yeah, I don't. I, we don't have enough time for all of that. <laughs> you sure it wasn't that? It was not that. Michael Warheit next number one. MSU's offensive line is not helping the run game. There seemed to be very little push. Two, despite Noah Kim's better second half, I thought Keaton Hauser should have played more than one series. Three, on third or fourth and one, can we come up with a better play than getting stuffed up the middle? We just don't know what Kate Hauser is. We know his recruiting uh, profile. We know that a lot of people on Spartan Twitter want him to be him. Uh, but I just vomited in my mouth saying want him to be him. But the uh, we don't actually know how good he is. And he, he lost his starting quarterback job. Now, to the point that you want your backup to have experience, Maybe he should have seen some more time, and, and maybe they'll get him in. I I was surprised he didn't play early. I didn't realize there was that much separation in the, in the quarterback situation and the battle. Um, I will be even more surprised if he doesn't play a little more against Richmond. Mojo Jojo, number one, a very boring opening weekend of college football in years. 
No good cross-divisional matchups. Seems to be the future we're heading for. Two, always bet the over on teams with a lot of transfers and momentum. MSU in 21, Illinois in 22, and Colorado in 23. Three, MSU didn't look like they were having any fun. Huge issue and bonus. Anyone who doesn't have YouTube TV for football season with Spectrum nonsense is kidding themselves. See photo for evidence, apparently. I did not include the photo here. Uh, it's not. not a great uh, talking thing. Um, but you might be on YouTube t- uh, TV by this week. You're going to have to do right. something, right? I mean, you're not going to Yeah, not we're not going to sit there and not have ESPN. I mean, it's not like Spectrum is all that great. We use their internet, but... Well, and that's what all these cable companies have to realize. You know, if, if for those of us who care about a certain thing that is offered, we, we don't wait. When when uh, the fight with... You know, I had... What was it? I uh, Hulu for quite a while. Liked Hulu. Decent experience with Hulu is my main TV source. But then Bally's wasn't on Hulu, and I wanted to watch Pistons and Tigers. Uh-huh. I'm not there to wait for you to negotiate or whatever. I said, fuck Hulu, and I got cable back because cable's better. And I had, and then you uh, had Bally's, and then you're still fucked. I, it still wasn't great all the time. The Pistons <laughs> sucked. And I wanted, the worst thing is, in my overall panic to find out ways to see Pistons games. And th- keep in mind, all this is like coming out of the pandemic where you're just like itching for certain things. But I ordered NBA League Pass on two different credit cards, two different ways somehow, and paid for both for like a full year without realizing. One was $39 a month. and uh, just didn't. So you had money then? Well, you didn't I, know for a year? I mean, it was just hitting a credit card, and I wasn't oh. I wasn't really paying a whole lot of attention. I should have. And, and to their credit, they gave me back a good chunk of the year, um, which you don't companies don't always do that is a story not worth telling but we haven't told a story worth telling so that is a story not worth telling presented by our friends at midtown brewing company in downtown lansing which has trivia tuesdays on tuesday night great place to grab a beer after work good place to watch a game too great date night uh favorite beer there is the american stout unbelievable menu go to midtownbrewing.net check it out um i'm telling you if you take a date to midtown brewing company they will be impressed it has not just a great menu and a good vibe but it's got character to it. Doesn't feel like a chain place. Uh, fantastic spot in downtown Lansing. Spartan Mike next. Number one, MSU isn't going to miss Thorne or Coleman at all. Yeah. Each will regret slinking out of town. I don't know how much regrets and Keons. We got it. Yeah. Uh, two, tough watching Jay Johnson call plays. I'm both fourth and ones. Knew he was going to go shotgun. Slow developing inside run. Bad. Call him out. Three, groovy donuts rock. Had them for the first time Saturday. Quality. And bonus, Neon Dion's kid can ball. Did you just, we got it, me? When my, my second <laughs> reference to <laughs> Well, you keep just sending it home. It's I like, know, it's sorry. all right. <laughs> oh. Keon Coleman is really, I mean, they're going to miss him, aren't they? Or, <laughs> Keon nice. Coleman doesn't, oh, man, you should ask him after this game. I just like, you know, sorry. Yeah. Groovy Donuts do rock. Appreciate, I saw your head snap, you. though, when I said it, so I was figured it got you. Uh, the, um, yeah. Yeah, you know, I I do the Coleman thing is separate, but I do wonder what I was watching Peyton Thorne, just wondering what he was thinking, because I I do think he'd probably prefer to be an MSU. I do think he probably would have won that job, and you know I just I, it'll be at some point it'd be interesting to have a conversation with him about what he was thinking or what you know did he have any regret might be too strong, but if he had to do it over again, would he have done it the same way or did he wish it just played out differently? Iman Center next number one. The MSU equivalent equivalent of shoot the puck guy is just tackle him guy. 
and we are all him. Two, depends on how much money you have on the game. Two, Noah Kim had a better stat uh, start than we think. Not only were there drops, but I counted at least three of those hitting the targets in the face. Looking at you, Hail Mary, to end the first. And three, after Saturday's honoring of Harbaugh stunt, Michigan should stand for University of Martyrs. The weird thing about what Michigan Michigan doing it is it just played into who people perceive them to be. That's the thing. It's not even that. It's just not that big a deal, but it's like this is why a lot of people don't necessarily like them. <laughs> you know, it's like that. I, I mean, even Michigan don't... fans have to get it, right? Yeah, just you lean... guys realize what it is, right? Leaned into it a little bit there. Right. That's all. That's all. It's just weird. Yeah. Dino Spamoni, number one. MSU is oddly obsessed with U of M. So many comments about their play for Harbaugh. Why? Two, race will be between Penn State and Michigan. And three, J.J. McCarthy, Penn State's quarterback, and Maryland's quarterback are the top three in the conference. Could could wind up being that way. Um, the uh, Everybody's obsessed with everybody. Michigan's obsessed with Michigan State. Michigan State's obsessed with Michigan. And Harbaugh comes across as sort of an annoying dude who would appreciate this sort of – I mean, it just – it's you should know why there are comments about it from 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 MSU fans and about their play for Harbaugh because Harbaugh is suspended for infractions by his own school although they happen because there're going to be more suspensions probably from the NCAA and it's not he's missing 3 games in which they scheduled nobody zero people to begin with it's just not it's just i, I don't i don't he just hasn't been persecuted. It's just weird. It was just weird that they did it, but it was on brand, and that's why they're taking shit. It was what weird and on brand. Wrong. That's all. That's all it is. It's not. It's not. Not that big a deal. People shouldn't. There shouldn't be a million columns slamming them for it or anything like that. It's just because young people do stupid sh- shit all the time. You mean Rainer Sabin? Welcome to the blue. Wall. Did he write that column? I don't know. I'll read that shit. E curl sixty three here. First time, long time. Number one, outstanding first time experience at Front Forty Three and Cask and Company. Spartan fries, shrimp tacos, four cheese cheeseburger, pulled pork gouda mac and cheese, and the combo California spicy tuna roll, along with the going north, apple cherry cider, all fire. Abby, our waitress, was on point. New pregame tradition has just been established. Appreciate you, girl. And so has uh, Couch's other burner. (laughs) Two, Noah Kim showed a better deep ball than Thorne, and if you add it in uh, in the car trick play drop, and either of Mosley's uncharacteristic drops. He's well over 300 yards, 65 yards passing, two TDs, and zero interceptions for fumbles. Along with being poised and resilient, he's got a bright future. Best quarterback potential since Connor Cook. Three, teams will find it very difficult to run against this D, but with the aggressiveness of the DBs, Tatum was a dog in the run game, and... Whatever that means. Uh, play action worries me. I don't know what that means. Bonus. Does it make you a bad person to wish for a 24-hour food poisoning bug to hit the Washington quarterback and wide receiver room at 8, 8 a.m. on 960? I don't think it makes you a bad person. I think it makes you a um, a fan. That's all. And we got to shorten these. Yeah, this one's a little long. Yeah. I, I, I will say this. like, and, and, uh, and this was an email. When people email, they don't have the... the uh, the count, the Twitter count, the the, the word what a count. character limit, what character limit, yeah, yeah, just that's uh, fine, yeah, 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 just just leave, remember leave last, 
just yeah, just remember, be punchy in your writing. But we very much always appreciate writing and the uh, or if you hate me, just make them longer. Oh yeah, and by the way, the front forty three live read is better than anything I've ever ever done. That was pretty appreciate, good. Appreciate you on that. Like yeah, they had a menu in front of them. Or yeah, something. yeah, for sure. Tony and the Ducks uh, next. Number one, this looks like it's going to be a group that can succeed next year. MSU's team will return a majority of their playmakers. Two, this year is a success as long as we can see growth in those playmakers and along the line. And three, happy Labor Day weekend. Appreciate you. I do think one of the better things about this MSU football season is how many guys should be back in the fold a year from now that are key guys that have a chance to be really good players. Um, And so, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Spooky season savant. Number one. Wouldn't be the first time Michigan has honored a coach who's guilty of breaking some rules. Hashtag Bo. Two, Dylan Tatum was the best player on the field Friday. He looked good. Um, and I uh, watched the game back, and, and uh, I might watch it one more time just to sort of watch some specific guys. Because I watched whenever I watch the game back originally, it's always like 3 in the morning that night, and I'm always I'm missing some stuff. But, um, you know, Tatum, Tatum played well. Uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to see if, how much of his career is is still at uh, at corner when he wants to be a safety? But he's obviously a really good athlete. Kyle, next, Graham, I need you to please take a tape measure to the weekly press conference with Tuck and hopefully Jay Johnson and show them the measurement of a yard to ensure they realize how fucking stupid it is to line up and shotgun for fourth and one quarterback sneaker death. I'm not going to use props when asking questions, but uh, I mean, I, I do. They they do not do the QB sneaks, and I don't know. Kim is not a big guy, and so maybe that's why. Maybe they don't think it'd be effective with him. Maybe they don't think. Um, but have Ebling take off his belt and say, "Here, this <laughs> this size." I don't want to risk Ebling's pants falling down. You know, I mean, it'd just be be bad for everybody. <laughs> that's there. the point of the day here. Yeah. Uh, Kenshu, is there more after Kenshu? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Kenshu, number one. Intentional grounding when a receiver runs the wrong route is the stupidest thing ever. Two, play calling in the first half didn't do anything to help Kim get comfortable in his first collegiate start. And three, what does that say? FAC? Face mask. Oh, all I get is FAC. Inside oh. baseball here, the email, it doesn't. It goes down and then I have to hit a link and then it takes me down to pass of the, uh, uh, sorry. Uh, well, let's, let's uh, we'll, we'll do these and then we'll take another quick break. And uh, Well, I think I got it. Yeah. Um, the um, yeah. The, the play calling in the first half didn't do anything to help Kim get comfortable. Uh, th- th- there's an argument. There was one throw particularly. It was like third and whatever, and it was a deep out, way down the field that had no shot at being a completion. And maybe that was Kim's read. Maybe that was one of the things that Terrell Henry said was that he noticed that Noah Kim got more and more comfortable, started getting them into the right plays. You know, making the right read. So maybe that was on Kim, but that sort of plays like that. That guy has no shot. Almost no quarterback in college is ever going to complete that pass. And so I did. I did wonder a little about that. Let's take uh, one more quick break. We'll come back. More of your uh, hot takes. Couch in the Rube, our Sunday night show presented by Muskox Quality Flannels. 
Wherever you are on your cannabis journey, let Sky Mint Premium Cannabis be your guide, your friend, and your place. Whether you're curious about cannabis or a seasoned connoisseur, Sky Mint's knowledgeable staff will help you with a vast selection of products to choose from to fit your needs. Sky Mint believes access to the best cannabis helps people do good and feel good, so they grow it right here in Michigan, giving you high-quality, locally grown cannabis at highly accessible prices. Visit SkyMint.com for special offers and location information throughout Michigan and use the promo code code couch and roof 20 for 20 percent off your first visit sky mint cannabis you'll love this place Firekeepers Online Casino and Sportsbook is the site to play. Get your Vegas on right now from your phone, tablet, or laptop. All the hottest slots and tables, plus sports betting featuring in-game wagering. Go with the name you know, Firekeepers. Get your first casino deposit and sports wager matched up to $500 each. Visit firekeeperscasino.com to download the mobile app today. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and located in Michigan. Gambling problem? Call the Michigan Problem Gambling Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. Find our live stream, podcast archives, as well as show, affiliate, and sponsorship information at our website, spotlightmediastudios.com. Couch in the Rhubarb, our Sunday night show presented by our friends at Muskox Quality Flannels. Visit gomuskox.com and use the promo code HOFF, H-O-F-F, for $15 off your flannel purchase. Uh, you can look as good as me and Jason. You will enjoy the comfort, the quality, and um, I'm telling you, it's just a it's a good purchase as you get into fall. You'll, 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 you'll dig it. You'll dig it. You'll like how you look. You'll like how you feel. That's Muskox Quality Flannels. All right, back into these hot takes. Matt Venny, number one, sports broadcasting is at an all-time low, and it's only getting worse every year. Two, the Malik Carr experiment has to be put to rest, despite what the, the coaches think and want him to be. His on-field play is too uh, inconsistent. Three, based on the nonsensical route combination, long-developing runs on fourth and one, and the random no-huddle plays that have never worked, Mel Tucker needs to decide if keeping Jay Johnson is worth losing a $9.5 million job. They don't have anybody behind Malik Carr they think's at his level. And so Malik Carr is going to be the guy. They need to seem to get the best out of him. That's, that's the thing I would say to that. And, and, and I, it wasn't a great debut for him other than the one great catch. Um, and and I, you know, I'm, I was a little surprised by that just based on how they talked him up. But, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where his – you know, because he's the guy when you start to play teams – and nothing was working for a while in this game. But when you start to play teams where – you really need the big third down catch where it, you, the guys who are potential pros separate themselves. They need Malik, Malik Carr to separate himself. Sports guy, 1919. Number one, hammering MSU minus six and a half live right before CMU stopped on fourth and goal was a great play for me. Two, in the minority, but don't necessarily hate the new clock rules. Why did the clock ever stop for first downs while they move the chains? Seems like a random rule. Yeah, and the lower level of play, though, it helps. And like it, you know, you didn't. I know they don't have it in the NFL. I think NFL games are sometimes not enough football and too quick, but it's also a higher level play, and, and guys can – it just – it helps. It, it it gives you more football. That's That would be my only answer. And I, I don't know why they ever originally did it. Ricky Lombardi, number one, after Saturday, the, there won't be any more hate tweets directed towards Tucker by Colorado fans. Maybe a few LMAO emojis. Two, as Dion declared at halftime, Travis Hunter is uh, – he is him – 
unauthorized uses of this moniker towards others will be receiving a letter from my lawyer. Three, Tennessee likes their old QBs. Figured Joe Milton uh, to be the oldest in college football until I realized Rocky Lombardi is in year seven. And bonus, MSU and Michigan had basically the same final score, but games couldn't have felt more different. It is true, yeah. The Michigan game felt like domination. The Michigan State game felt like a struggle, and then all of a sudden it was 31-7, and you're going, how'd that happen? Um, and they, they kind of wore them down. Very, very, very different outcomes, and I think different feels for who those two teams are based on those beginnings. Gary Lipka next. Number one, Michigan State gave mad scientist McElwain a loss against the spread for only the third time versus a Power 5 opponent. Two, even those who were able to buy points to bet on the Chippewas lost. And three, amazing job by Graham to boldly and confidently <laughs> pick the Spartans. Well, look, you know, they're 14.5-point favorites. They're not the MAC team. I don't think it was, uh, yeah, it was pretty obvious with it. All right. Yeah, you per Carl. Number one, Kim looked great, but the fan base should calm down. His numbers were very similar to Maxwell's stats against CMU in 2012. Let's be cautiously optimistic. Two, best part of the game was field goal and kickoffs, which were excellent. And three, blue wall alert. No news regarding J.J. not being a captain. All the rage in 2015. Hell, Solari wrote the Cook captain angle, his O'Connell 2016 story, underclassman angle is B.S., I think it's a fourth-year guy deal, though. I think the rule there, and I could be wrong on this, but what I heard was the you have to be a fourth-year guy, either a fourth-year junior, redshirt junior, or senior, and that's the the deal. But, yeah, there's no question that Connor Cook took unnecessary shit um, for that. Now, was he the ideal captain material? He was an interesting, different dude. And so there's there's that, too. Like, Connor Cook and J.J. McCarthy are different people, right? So... Mike Scott, number one, despite a 24-point win, the fourth and one plays were concerning. How much does Jay Johnson make again? Two, the Lions lose a heartbreaker Thursday to Mahomes Magic, but put in a great performance. And three, Coach Prime, wow. Bonus. I should only bet Premier League and not college football. Just let the college football season unfold. You'll, you'll, you'll figure that out here. Lions lose a heartbreaker to Mahomes Magic, but put in a great performance. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it, look, it would be better than getting blown out, I guess, although it would, it, it, would, it would sting a little. Thomas Zambiasi, number one, the coaches should have spent less time warning the team about the crowd jeering and more time opening their playbooks. Two, MSU will have their most competitive game with Ohio State since 2018. Source was at Indiana versus Ohio State, who didn't impress. Three, the Big Ten will have a down year in football and miss the playoff, but we'll see a brand-new matchup for the conference title game. The um, look, I, I I don't think the Big Ten's gonna have a down year. I mean, I, I would be stunned if they missed the playoff between Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State. To tell me one of those three teams in the playoff, I'll be very very surprised. Uh, Andrew Zawiza, number one defense seemed fine. Seemed to have more trouble with the Akron quarterback last year, but in that game we had a lot of timely big plays and timely Akron fuck ups with otherwise with little continuity. And continuity, which left me worrying despite winning 55-0. This game felt pretty good. Two, another reason why we uh, why not to play in big week one games, the refs haven't had a preseason either. Didn't end up mattering for Minnesota. And three, Max Bulla failed his finals, and that's why he had to sit out the Rose Bowl. <laughs> I love the uh, Mac, Bu- Max Bulla fakes takes. Keep them, uh, keep them coming. Um, 
Yeah, no, this game did feel different than the Akron game. I, I should have gone back and looked what I wrote because that was a blowout, but didn't feel uh, that Akron team was not where this Central team is. I don't think, and um, I think this was a uh, this was a better. The second half was a more promising performance. Again, it's still Central Michigan, but yeah. Bo McJunkins, number one, the Michigan tribute to Harbaugh might be the saddest, cringiest thing I've ever seen. Your coach is suspended by your school's own doing. He didn't die. JJ saying he wants his coach back when he'll see him at practice is pathetic. Two elementary school kids reading their lunch menu over the PA system is a better broadcast than is a better broadcast than Will Teeman's network. He made no less than seven thousand mistakes when summing up the first half. Three, for the love of God, can someone get some quality control in this program? I've never seen a team kick itself in the dick at crucial times with penalties more than this one. Oh, poor Will. I did have a really good time in the parking lot with uh, hanging out with um, oh, George Blaha post-game. Post I should have shared that earlier. But uh, Blaha, though, one of my favorite things about Blaha, and Blaha gets a, a pop in him or two. He is uh, he's a little feisty, and there was a kid with a uh, wearing like a I'm a Spartan bitch shirt or something like that. And Blaha did not like it. And he went up to this like 12-year-old. He's like, I don't think he quite said it like this, but more or less, you're a bitch for wearing that shirt. <laughs> you know, that's to a twelve-year-old? Yeah. Well, he didn't. He didn't. I don't think he, he. He was not happy about the shirt. We're gonna fix this in post. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, he didn't. Well, he was uh, look. He he was offended by the shirt. He thought it was a bad represent representation. So he went he after a twelve-year-old. Go after him. He Where just, was the he, parent? It, it was polite. The parent was right there. He knew the parent. That would be how awesome would that be though if you had that kid and just dressed down by. Yeah. Lepetit uh, for number one, it's week one, everyone is ass. Two, because everyone is ass, week one conference games are ass. Give me the competitive non-conference games, though. And three, following multiple games when some are on a streaming app and others are on, are on cable, it's ass. Agree. Yeah, it's hard to do. I mean, college football used to be a lot easier when you just flip, flip, flip. It, it, it sucks. That's, that's the way it is. Yeah. Um, David Cox. Jesus, I don't listen to your gambling segment with Harry, not a casino guy. Did you guys know what Gagnon means? Is that really his name? No better name for a pro gambler. Winning. Uh, two, Jordan Simmons or Davion Prim uh, should be the backup running back. And two, Kim Sanity settled down after throws on the run. Make him mobile. Um, I don't, you know. Sim Simmons, we've seen enough of him to know what are his limitations. Nice kid, been around the program a long time. Um, Davion Prim, we haven't you know seen a lot of. I I still think that I don't know. I I think they're okay there. I do. I think you saw some decent receptions. I I don't know. I I think they're okay at the running back position. They get Mangum back this week. I think they'll be fine. Watson Spartan eyes. Uh, number one, best MSU players on the field were the refs. MSU got their fair share of favorable calls this week. Two, Peyton Thorne learned to air it out in his debut with Auburn. However, going 10-17 and 17 versus UMass makes me think MSU made a good choice. And three, the new first down play clock rule is ass. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. Um, Peyton Thorne's performance was interesting. If you saw it, it was better than the stats. Like, I mean, they take him out so he doesn't get touchdowns near the goal line. He got in a rhythm for a while. That game got away from UMass. Um, I thought he looked fine. I thought he played pretty well. It, it's just like with Michigan State and CMU, there's some things that are hard to judge in that game. 
But he didn't do anything that made you think like, boy, they're not going to stick with him. Wallace, next. Number one, I'm going to have a brain aneurysm if I see one more fourth and one shotgun play. Two, Mel can't complain about NIL when the players he has struggle against bum Mac teams. He's just not a good coach. Three, another year, another bad offensive line. The, um, yeah, jury's out in the offensive line. We've kind of gone over that. But, yeah, I mean, and uh, I, I, I think you have to see can they at least protect, get a push against Washington before we make that statement. Nothing has been pro- – it wasn't promising to watch them. They weren't – but they weren't awful. They weren't awful. I mean, they weren't – they didn't – Noah Kim didn't get beat up tremendously. He got hit a couple times. But uh, I don't know that we know they're bad yet. Gross point Spartan next. Number one. The Fox graphics look like back-to-school marketing campaign from 2005. Two, Ryan Day is a meh coach with talented players, and we're witnessing the softening of OSU. Three, Penn State will be the favorite against all Big Ten teams and everyone's favorite bonus. No improvement in the trenches for MSU, but Kim is better than Thorne. The uh, Ryan Day thing is interesting because – I do think there's some pressure on him right now, which is strange when you look at his record, and they were probably one field goal away from winning a national title last year, so that makes it interesting. If he loses to Michigan again, if they lose to Ohio State, if if Ohio State doesn't feel like the big dog in the program, there there will be pressure there. Be easy. Number one, Harbaugh's suspension is a complete joke and more of a publicity stunt than a punishment. Hey, JJ, if you want your coach back so bad, just take a stroll up the street and have a chat with your own administration. Two, week one betting does, in fact, suck. And three, the second half version of MSU can win seven games. The He's, he's right on the – it's not like Jim Harbaugh wasn't there. He was he, he was around, right? Free Harbaugh. Yeah, it was, it was a weird – it was a weird – it was a weird thing to do. And that, that Are you was, surprised? No. No. All right. Cucker Tarlson with just one. It's weird to watch Big Ten football – Knowing that this is the last year, it will resemble what we know as the Big Ten, soaking it in. I was thinking about that watching the UCLA game against Coastal Carolina. Like next year, that'll be like Indiana there. And when you think of Washington, and Washington will play at Michigan State this year, but it, it'll it's it's going to be different. And um, and I think we'll miss some of the old stuff. Or Tom Allen. It'll be it'll be fun though the first few times. It'll be fun to go out there. I think there'll be aspects of this that are gonna be uh, create some interesting fun matchups and great opponents in Spartan Stadium. You're just happy because it's California. You well, the, to go. the trips don't suck. That is true. Yeah. Couch on fire next number one. Attention announcers, please. We don't need to know the the damn former team for every transfer player. Two best news for MSU this week was the offensive juggernaut showcase put on by Minnesota and the Nebraska team, thirteen to ten. And three, another year for Miggy, four hits. Jason breaks his mic. <laughs> uh, if they announced Miggy was coming back, it would be Shh, fuck that. This has been about right. Like I think they've done a good job of not playing him every day, but you know, and not putting fuck him in the, the cleanup. And he's he's hit well enough, and they're not competing for anything yet. Like what well, you oh, don't, shit. no, what, what, you don't want Miggy next year, right? I don't believe that. I do. If if next year they've if used comp- Miggy right all year, yeah, why not? Jeez. How would have you used him sparingly? Okay. Uh, only on the bench. I mean, yeah, he's going to get these stats, but he's already got the 500, 3,000 hits. I mean, you put him here and there, but, I mean, we were just emphasizing Miggy and some of these lineups. and I don't know, Whatever. Dark Mantonio next. Number one, Fox was the laughing stock for picking that TCU-Colorado game, but they may get the last laugh because I doubt any game this weekend will be as good. 
Oh, and does Colorado have two Heisman hopefuls? Maybe, maybe. Two, you always say MSU is in Michigan's head. You're right to a point, but from what I gather, uh, listening and reading MSU stuff, they are completely obsessed with everything Michigan. Three, forget the running backs. We know what they can do. That's what uh, I want to see from J.J. every game. Right. I mean, everybody's in everybody's head. So I, Michigan State fans are obsessed with Michigan. Michigan fans are obsessed with Michigan State. That's just what it is. Fox had to be thrilled they got that game because it was the best game by a long way that weekend, and it was the only game all weekend that was really must-see TV. Jake Hawkins next. So 24-7 sports put a list of best position football coaches in the Big Ten a few weeks ago and piss, picked Chris Kapilovich as the best line coach. Somewhat agree, but kind of beg to differ when MSU couldn't convert two fourth and ones. Come on, Coach Cap. Tell the big guys to get it together. Two, while MSU's defense did improve Friday on CMU's lone touchdown, the left side defensive backs just stood still before running uh, to the top only if it's too late. Got to show improved big 10 time, big time, excuse me. Got to show improvement big time because that won't work against UW. You saw what Mike Penix did against Boise State. Three, other college football notes. (laughs) Thank you, Jake. Coach Prime will have the Buffaloes in a national contention in two to three years. Billy Napier could be the next Florida coach fired, and I'm calling it. The winner of the Michigan-Penn State game will win the Big Ten East and the conference. Bonus, missed another question show again. Damn it, what's your email? What's your email, Graham? Graham.couch at Gmail. Just hit me up there or just hit me at gcouch at LSJ and, and I'll make get in, Jake. We, we we had a Wednesday show and I think that's that's why you, you, you missed it. We will have uh, this week we're going to do Wednesday and Friday. Uh, so Twitter questions will be on Friday after the Lions game, like a, a, a midday show. So not quite on our normal schedule yet just because of the Lions and, 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 and some things. Um, but uh, appreciate you, Jake. Uh, Hans Jurgen, number one, Rocky Lombardi, Bo Nix, Sam Hartman. Does anyone ever graduate anymore? Two, unlike Graham's musings, the tackling of MSU's DBs has really improved. Thank you. Three, football 101, Jay Johnson. For the pistol or read option to work, the QB has to keep the ball sometimes and run. If your QB can't break a tackle or outrun a defensive lineman, stick him under center. Kim Kim seemed more comfortable under center against CMU. Bonus. I like MSU's young receivers, and it seems like our pass rush has improved. Graham only rushes to the fridge. I kid, I kid, Graham, because I love. And bonus, bonus, hot take. Graham is dog shit without Jason. No, seriously, only uh, old crazy Graham would give me a forum. Appreciate you. I am dog shit without Jason, though. I mean, the show is made by Jason. Anybody who's listening to the show. reading all this shit? Yeah, no doubt. Jason (laughs) is the show. I know. Whatever. Uh, Finally, the jerk guy, number one. Sports writers didn't know jack about MSU's quarterback situation and guessed uh, wrong. Two, the University of Michigan Ann Arbor situation really shows that the NCAA has a level of impotence that even super doses of Viagra couldn't fix. And three, I tried soccer, but who would watch that when real football's available? You're right the, on the quarterback situation. We, we didn't know. And uh, we, we weren't really in the loop, and nobody seemed to be. And, and I think we were... We were steered to not know, too, because I was point blank asked Mel Tucker, apparently the day he told uh, Greenwald. Yeah, the day he told Noah Kim that he was going to be the starter, I asked Noah, uh, Mel Tucker that day if he knew he was going to be the starter, and he said he, he did not. So 
There is that. Uh, we appreciate you producing our show and all these these hot takes. Um, we're glad we had something to talk about. And uh, we'll be back Wednesday. Uh, and we'll do uh, do our picks and, and have a guest. And then we'll do Friday Twitter questions after the Lions game Thursday night. We appreciate Midtown Brewing Company. Go to midtownbrewing.net. Check out their menu. Great place for a date for anything. Um, uh, beer after work or whatnot. Uh, and, of course, we thank Muskox. Go to gomuskox.com. Labor Day sale, $35 off through tomorrow night. Good show, man. Yeah, man. Touching the roof. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.